What's up, everybody out there in Internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 1515. The RGP is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and tries to come to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is a man that wishes he would have bought stock in Zenimax Media before today, Kevin Corkum. Hey, Joseph, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm living the dream, you know, that COVID-19 dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, it, um, you know, we got some breaking news that happened once we get to the news. That's why I've had to throw that little tidbit in there, kind of a uh, reading of the tarot cards for yes. what's coming up. But uh, it's good to talk to you, man. We have not done this in over two weeks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute for sure. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to get into it cause there's a lot of good news. Oh yes. Uh, this has been a very interesting two weeks. I think, uh, we picked a good time to pick back up, uh, for those listening, we, we do try to do this podcast weekly, but, uh, when you live in two different time zones, living across the country and having different schedules with different lives, it is very hard to coordinate and, uh, we've both been very busy. I'm currently trying to, in the process of going back to school. Kevin's uh, having some things going on in his life with his apartment and things like that. So it's, oh, yeah. it has been busy for both of us and we do apologize yeah, to our listeners. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing about taking, we could have done an episode the last two weeks, but it would have been rushed. It wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been cohesive. And we, we try our best to get del- deliver quality content. So, uh, apologies for taking it off, but I promise because of everything that has been talked about the last two weeks in video game world, uh, we got a good show for you today. Yes, absolutely. Now we do have some reader mail, right? We do actually, uh, I, I thought we weren't going to have one, but last minute I had one sent to me. Uh, this comes via Chris. Uh, now Chris asks, he has this, uh, specific moments in his life where gaming memories have happened. Me and my dad used to play Nintendo 64 together, and it was always a great time after school. Is there anyone in your family or a friend in particular that you have fond memories of playing video games with? Moments that submit you as a game enthusiast. I do, yeah. I used to play a lot of video games with my dad. I'd force him to sit down and, and play with me, and we'd play anything from NHL to, God, you name it. When I was a kid, I'd Batman and Robin... Uh, anything that I could convince him to play, uh, we would play. I also had a friend, uh, Chris Barth, in uh, and and Connor Myers, and we always played video games together. Um, I, Game Boy, uh, Nintendo sixty four, PlayStation, you name it. We were always at each other's houses doing Smash tournaments, and it, yeah, those are those are two of the big ones for me. What about you? I'm, I'm very jealous of both of you and Chris. Uh, my father probably it would be a cold day in hell before my father ever touched a video game. <laughs> um, but I do remember uh, playing a lot of, a lot of fond memories. I had a PS2 growing up and a PS1, but my stepbrother had the Nintendo 64 and man, did we lose some hours playing Goldeneye? Like I just, Oh yeah. Smash, the, the first smash we just played religiously and it got so heated and competitive that we would get mad at each other and not talk for hours on end. Uh, he lives in San Antonio now and, uh, he was up for the here this weekend and I got to visit with him some, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of those, those funny things you just remember getting so upset at these tiny little pixels for no reason. And, you know, I remember we, 
the the we used to have to put a blanket in between us to stop the other from screen cheating. Oh yeah, that's the best. So, and then I saw I saw a meme recently where somebody did it with a piece of cardboard, and I was like, that is super smart. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, though that that was probably my my fond memory. Chris, I thank you so much for writing in yes. uh, last minute. It it made me sad uh, when I was like, ah, oh, we hadn't been on for two weeks. I bet we got some mail, and there was none. There was none until Chris wrote in last minute, and I appreciate him for doing that. Uh, if you want to read or have an email or thought or question or comment or concern you want us to read on air write in like Chris did at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. We will try and we, we like having listeners. Uh, We don't have many listeners, but the ones that we do, we do like when you write in and ask us questions because it helps us uh, a create content. It helps us um, kind of, get into the ebb and flow of doing this podcast before we get into the news and then the topic of the show. And it also helps, you know, you as a listener, be a part of the show. Uh, This is, this is me and Kevin's podcast, but this is for, we do this for gamers. We do this because we love video games and we want to hear what other people have to say. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole reason we do it. We want to create a good community of people who love games and love hearing about games. So yeah, it's exciting. So, and Kevin hit the nail on the head with that community. We would like to have this thing grow. So please, if you listen to us, if you know somebody that likes video games, give them, uh, let them listen to this and give us feedback. Tell us the things that we can improve on. Um, because just because you like it, maybe your friend doesn't and they could offer some constructive criticism. So like always write in remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Are we ready to get into the news, Joseph? Or do you want to do what we've been playing? Uh, you know, it has been such a crazy couple of weeks of news. Um, have you been playing anything out of the ordinary new? Yeah, I played the Call of Duty Cold War beta, and it's kind of the only game I, that. Okay, I, so yeah, let's talk about that for a minute because okay. I've been playing that too. Okay, what do you uh, think? I loved it. I absolutely okay. loved it. Uh, I thought the movement was really uh crisp. I I love that they took away tactical sprint. I'm tired of double tapping. L3 when I play Call of Duty to do that spray. I'm tired of it. My thumb hurts. Um, uh, I The gunplay felt really good. The snipers are going to have to get nerfed because they're ridiculously OP. I made some insane snipes over the Yeah, I think they I, said to they said today they that it will be nerfed. Yeah, because <laughs> before the beta. I mean, people were running around in hallways sniping each other. It it, it was pretty intense. So I didn't uh, use a sniper at all, but I did hear about that. I heard it was so. What was what made it so op? It's the the ADS speed is ridiculous. So you could essentially quick scope everybody. Like so, it was kind of like uh, the perk you get in Destiny Two that you, you if you're going to run a sniper, you have to have that perk. Yes. you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's it's it literally was like less than you know, a sec, it was just bang and you could snap onto somebody and just destroy them. Mm-hmm. I mean, at medium ranges, if I had an AR and someone else had a sniper, they could kill me before I could even get three shots off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That is, so, that is pretty overpowered. It's, it, it, it was ridiculous, but man, was it fun? Like it was really, really fun. So take it, take it with a grain of salt. It's going to be nerfed. It's going to be, you know, balanced and everything's going to be, going through a bunch of changes. Obviously, it's an alpha, but I loved the map design. I loved the map design. Um, I really did too. I thought they were really, really well done and really, really great. Um, So I'm looking to see all the maps. It felt really crisp, really clean. Um, That classic Call of Duty feel, right? That that arcade classic 
um, Black Ops feel was really nice. Um, so to me, it didn't necessarily feel like an, a Black Ops game okay. because you know, that quickness that you have, it, it did feel more like an older call. It didn't, it did not feel really like the running and everything. The movement did not feel like modern warfare. Uh, it didn't feel so tanky and sluggish, but it didn't feel as quick. And uh, I, it, there was, maybe it's the engine uh, that it's because it's not, obviously it's not on black ops Four's engine, um, but it did not feel like traditional black ops, but it, the movement did feel better than modern warfare. I actually did like the shooting a lot more than modern warfare. Um, what did you think about the gunplay? I loved it. I mean, I, I like I like the Modern Warfare. Um, I, I like both of them. They're different. Um, I mean, obviously, Black Ops is new, so I'm I'm more prone to like that, right? To be intrigued by it. I don't know, mm-hmm. and this this begs the big question. I don't know how the fuck they're going to marry this with Warzone, because the yeah, games I don't, don't feel the same either. at all. They feel very no. different. So. I think I bet money it'll just be I bet money sorry I don't mean to interrupt but I bet no, it will go. be I bet it'll be um just the weapons are in Warzone. I don't think cuz Warzone obviously it's on a different engine. It's uh the they're not Infinity War just can't implement. You can't just have somebody running around with the movement and shooting of Black Ops and cuz there are some differences. What 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 was different that you couldn't do um that I know, I can't remember, but there what, was something Black that Ops was other than Warzone. Well, the, 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 it's in modern. It's a mechanic that's in war, modern warfare, but it's not in wars or in the Black Ops Alpha. And I can't remember oh, what it was. Tactical but I was sprint like, oh, I is can't. a big one. Tactical sprint okay, is a big I, one. Yeah, there was something else, um, but just I just don't think that. Oh, there, mounting. You can't there. mount. That's what it was. I couldn't mount. I tried to wall mount because just instinctively peeking around this corner, and you couldn't do that. And I was like. Uh, okay, so I, I bet money it's just Black Ops content and weapons are and skins are going to be in Warzone. If I Hopefully. had a bet, I mean, I have no idea how it's going to work out, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe they'll just move over. Maybe they'll just move over the, the guns and skins. Yeah, I, I thought some of the textures were pretty bad. I mean, I know it's an alpha, but I think they were trying uh, like there were like there's that Moscow level that the it was the, the walls and the things on the building out on the outside were so low resolution that I think obviously this is being made for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So right. it, to get it to run at 60 FPS on PS4 Pro, they probably had to downscale a lot of things. And yeah. I think it's going to look great on uh PS5 and obviously gonna that's run what I'm going to be 4K playing on frames per second. That I I'll I'll reserve judgment. I just don't know if that's even possible. It's the that, power that, of the be, consoles, man. It's power. I, I know that, but I'm saying but I mean they're like a 2080 Ti has issue running some games at 4K 120 and a 2080 Ti is going to be more powerful than anything that's in these consoles. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for when we see it, but I really did like it. I think I'm going to like it a lot more than modern warfare. And we played a lot of modern warfare when it first came out. Yeah. Um, but the, the gunplay was good. Um, I, I liked, uh, I was watching crim six, uh, you know, him, the streamer yep. I, was, I was watching him stream last night and he said that the hit registration in that game was garbage, but I really didn't think it was that terrible. Did you have any problem with hit registration? 
I did. There were some moments where I definitely uh, noticed that things were not correct, whether I was hitting someone who I shouldn't or vice versa. But they'll, I mean, that's all going to get ironed out, guys. It's an yeah, it'll be fixed. Yeah, it'll be fixed. I mean, this is this is Activision. It's a COD. Uh, Every Call of Duty game since they went online, basically with Modern Warfare, uh, the original one the shooting and hit registration has been on point. I have no fears that that will not get fixed at all. Yeah, no, it'll, yeah, it's going to be fixed. Of course. So uh, what else have you been playing? We can go ahead and go through that. That's fine. That's it. Really? I've, I've only been playing that. I haven't really, I played a little bit of Warzone here and there, but I haven't played too much else. I spent most of the weekend uh, that, or most of my free time the last few, few days playing that. Yeah. I didn't want to spend too much time on what I, personally have been playing because I'm going through my backlog currently and because uh, there's just nothing out right now that I want to play. Um, I'm tr- I'm waiting to get ready for uh, the, the Shadowlands pre-patch for World of Warcraft before I jump back into that because I was sitting there, I was trying to grind out all these uh, levels to get my gear score up, but before every, before every um, expansion, Blizzard has always done what they call pre-patch where they put in little in-game events and basically it will give you raid tier mythic plus level gear score from doing these events where you don't have to grind out it so i'm like well if i can just do that that why do i need to i don't need to play this game for you know hours on end for the next two weeks right yeah so i've been waiting on that and i've been going through i've been playing assassin's creed origins uh mad max and dragon's dogma i've been going through my backlog so nice uh, they're they're fun but these are all very not very old games, but older games that most people have played and know about. So um, if you want to hear more about Assassin's Creed Origins, Mad Max, or Dragon's Dogma, you're more than welcome to write into remote gaming podcast at gmail.com for next week. And I could talk more on that, but if not, we're going to move it on to the news. Kevin, it's been a busy fucking two weeks. What happened two weeks ago? The Xbox Series X and Series S will be released on November 10th, Microsoft announced Wednesday. Microsoft also confirmed the price of Xbox Series X. $499 pre-orders will open on September 22nd, a.k.a. today. As part of Wednesday's announcement. announcement, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today's the 21st? Oh, fuck. I'm all screwed up. Tomorrow. (laughs) I don't know what day it is, dude. For me, it could still be June. You could tell me, dude, hey, it's, you're it's still, June. I'll be like, okay. You're still practically in quarantine life, man. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that you know that it's daylight outside at this point. Yeah, honestly, I should be sleeping. As part of Wednesday's <laughs> announcement, Microsoft said it will expand all or expand Xbox All Access programs to 12 countries. This program essentially allows players to purchase a console and xbox game pass on a monthly payment program of 24.99 a month xbox all access will be available in australia canada denmark finland france new zealand norway poland south korea sweden the uk and the u.s that's huge that's very Um, huge so that is kind of that's the big that was the big announcement right is that is the prices and that you're going to be able to get an xbox series s at the low cost of two hundred and fifty dollars. No, that's, that's, that's no, euros. Two ninety nine. That's euros. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Sorry, they're mixing all these numbers and everything out over here. Two ninety nine. That's an insane value for the console that you're getting in the Xbox. You know what? Xbox. You know what else is two ninety nine, Kevin? What? A Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Why in the world would you buy 
I mean, I know why for the exclusives, right? That's and right, right, right. right. What, what, what I'm saying, it's just, it's crazy to me that a Series S has that much power. I can't believe they're selling it for two ninety nine. That blows my mind. Either. I can't either. It, it's it's literally it's incredible. It's such a deal. Um, however, uh, and we'll yeah, we'll talk about this later. I don't want to get too much into it, um, so I I won't. I'll save it. I'll save the PlayStation uh, prices and everything for later on uh, in this. But uh, that's a very competitive price. Series S that is a very very competitive price, mm-hmm. and it's bundled with game with Game Pass. So you're going to get all of these games that you can pre-download day one, day freaking one. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it props to Xbox. Uh, I know we we uh, we talk a lot about missteps, but this is a massive, um, massive move, and it's something oh. that is going to change the industry forever. I think. Rest assured, if you're listening now. Me and Kevin are eating our words today because, you know, for the last month and a half, we've bagged on Xbox like hard because they haven't given us anything. But because of the the things that they've done in the last two to three weeks with Games Pass, uh, there's something else that broke today that we'll talk about here at the end of the news. Um, there's uh, the, the pricing of these consoles, the payment plan, installment plan. Microsoft is fucking killing it. And today's episode is going to be all about PlayStation and Xbox. And we're, we're both on the Microsoft train at this point. And we, I mean, obviously we love PlayStation. We're, we're probably going to be getting that too, but, and we'll talk more in depth, but just, just listen, just know if you're listening, this is not going to be two hours of us bagging on Microsoft. We are going to praise the shit out of them because they're doing great things. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Do you want to move on to the next, um, like sticking on the series X S um, do you want to go into the next one? Or do you want to talk a little bit more about the announcement of the, uh... of the Xbox? Because the, there is news about Xbox series S playing Xbox one version of games and it gets a little dicey in there. Um, especially because of the power and, and the different things it, it, and I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't know how much this matters because the S the series S is going to be, it's obviously all digital. doesn't have a disc drive, mm-hmm. right? But the, but the library of games that you're going to be able to play from day one makes it the best value in gaming. Right. Oh, hands down, hands Far down. Not. Um, because you're you're getting you're getting Games Pass for number one, right? And then you're getting uh, if you have an Xbox account um, or if you've owned a uh, Xbox One or Microsoft on PC, if you have an Xbox account, whatever games you have will be available day one on your Xbox Series S. Um, I, it's just incredible. And and the amount of power that's in an, a Series S is pretty comparable to the Series X. It just is not going to be able to do uh, 4K output. Um, but it's still going to be able to reach 1440p and 120 FPS. That's, that's good enough. If you don't own a 4K TV, do not buy the Series X. Buy a Series S. Unless, I mean, unless you do plan on upgrading to a 4K TV in the very near future. But, I mean, the Series S is an amazing deal. It, yeah, it's 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 crazy what you're getting for the price. And honestly, I think it's crazy what you're getting for the price for all of these consoles. I think they're priced True. extremely competitively for what you could build in a PC or something else. I, I, I just I the value was unbelievable. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I know it's AMD and it's a little bit cheaper and um, but and it's not going to be as powerful, obviously, as the 3080 and the 3090 graphics cards that have been announced. But but for to me, I, I it, like now owning a 4K TV and I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins on it and I can't believe how good this game looks on 4K TV. I can't imagine how good games are going to look on my PS5 and Series X when I have them. Right. And yeah. it, being able to run at a higher frame rate, like if I could just get 4K 60 that's good enough for me. Now I may want to, you know, hook up to my monitor to play call of duty and things like that. Um, just so I could get that 120 FPS, but it's, I, I think 4k 60 is that's, that's where I think a lot of people that's their, that's their comfort zone, right? They, that's smooth enough and it's going to be gorgeous. So, and that's what we want. And I think that games are going to be, some this is going to be probably one of the best generations of gaming coming up. Yeah, hundred percent. The games are going to be off the chain, like as good as I thought. Because I've we've talked about it before. I've thought this is probably the best or second best uh, uh, generation of gaming, in my opinion. But man, just think of all the the games that you're going to. It's going to be like how you thought games should have looked back in the day. Yeah, when you were oh, yeah. playing them. So, yeah, man, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a very interesting time. I'll go ahead and read that uh, article next. Um, this comes to me via Sam Byford, uh, via the verge Xbox series S plays Xbox one S versions of Xbox one games. Microsoft's new Xbox series S should offer impressive next gen performance for its two ninety nine price. But where does that leave Xbox one X according to Microsoft, the 4k targeting Xbox from 2017 will still hold some advantages over the series S at least when it comes to running Xbox one X enhanced current gen games, Xbox series S was designed to be the most affordable next gen console and play next gen games at 1440 60 FPS to deliver the highest quality backwards compatibility experience consistent with the developer's original intent. The Xbox series S runs the Xbox one S version of backwards compatible games while applying improved texture filtering, higher and more consistent frame rates, faster load times and automatic HDR. What this means is that most Xbox one games will run the Xbox series S at 1080p or below in backward compatibility mode though they will benefit from certain built-in hardware advantages like faster SSD games with unlocked frame rates should also perform better than on the Xbox one S but specific Xbox one X, not series X enhancements like lower, like higher resolutions resolutions won't apply. So basically if you're playing a digital uh, backwards compatible Xbox one game on a series S it's just going to take that uh, resolution to 1080p and uh, a higher frame rate because the Xbox One S, not the Series S. I know this gets confusing. Uh, they did. They still, in my opinion, did a horrible job of naming this fucking thing. So um, stupid. Who the fuck at Microsoft thought it was a good idea to name these consoles like this? I mean, God, like damn. you have the Xbox One the Xbox One X, the Xbox One S, the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series X. It's it gets super confusing if you don't really know exactly uh, which which console you're talking about. Um, but you, when you think about it, like it's still going to be made to run the newer versions, the new gen, the next gen games, right? Like Cyberpunk and all of these things are going to run great and look great. So who really gives a shit if it's running the Xbox One S version of the online games? Your people that are bitching and complaining about backwards compatibility, hey, you're getting it, and I guarantee you're probably only. <clears throat> 
excuse me, you're only going to play these games for about a year because new stuff's going to be out and take your time. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to be sitting here playing this thing, going back and playing, you know, what Skyrim for the 50th fucking time. There's Maybe no, you are. There, no, I'm not. No, there's no way. So I just, I, I, but, I, 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 the gripe is like, eh, like really, you're still getting a better console here. You're still getting an upgrade. You're still, you're still going to be able to play the next gen titles. They're going to look amazing, feel amazing. You know, most, most casual gamers or gamers that are couch gamers don't have a monitor and playing on their TV. They're not going to be able to get 120 FPS anyways. I'm not on my 4k TV. I don't even have 120 FPS or 144 Hertz monitor. I don't, I, I can't get that stuff right now. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be buying one just so I can, I can get the feel of it, not TV, but probably a monitor. Um, you know, but it, it, it's just, it's not that big of a deal. As long as it's solid, man, if I can play a game in 60 FPS and have it just be buttery and crisp and not have to worry about frame drops and everything, that's all I want. That's literally all I want. Mm-hmm. I, I From my non-competitive agree. shooter games, right? You know? Yeah, no, like 4K 60 FPS, that for like Uncharted 5 or whatever is the next big third-person action-adventure game. Yeah, that's that's what I want. Now, 1440, 120 144 hertz. Yeah, that's that's what you want for competitive gaming. And that's why maybe sticking with PC, if that's all you're going to play, might be the better angle in game. But uh, as far as everything, I think these consoles are going to be just fine. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, let's see. So the next news story is PlayStation claps back today. Yes, they did. This is this comes from uh, Games Radar. Uh, Jordan Gerblick. Okay. The Sony Showcase brought plenty of new footage, trailers, release dates, announcements, announcements, and more about Sony's next-gen games. And we finally know the PlayStation 5 price. It is going to be $499. The digital edition will cost you $399 when they both release on November 13th. Pre-orders go live September 17th through. Well, we'll talk about the pre-order debacle um, in a minute. But I want to run through some of the other things that were announced. Um, the Final Fantasy 16 was announced. And it looks and the great. Article has, the article has gone black on me for some reason. I, I have it pulled up. Um, oh, God of War 2, Ragnarok. Yep. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy. Resident Evil trailer. We got new uh, Black Ops Cold War gameplay. Demon Souls remake. Death Loop window announcement. Oddworld Soulstorm. Friday Night at Freddy's. Devil May Cry devil may cry 5 special edition fortnite's ps5 optimization so they're basically going to be running the new um unreal engine on fortnite and then there's this thing called the playstation plus collection for playstation 5 um and this is where this is kind of sony's answer answer to game pass right it's not the same it's not as good but this is what sony gave us Sony announced a brand new benefit to PlayStation Plus subscribers, and it is a pretty sweet deal. Basically, subscribers get a whole bunch of, pl- of downloadable PS4 classics when the console launches. Uncharted 4, God of War, Last of Us Remastered, uh, Persona 5 is on there. I'm trying to think of what else. Bloodborne. Um, the article doesn't list them all, um, but those are uh, Days Gone. Shit. What else? And I'm sure more will follow. Right. Um, and this is a good intro. Like, it, it, this is a great deal for people who are going to be getting a PS five that maybe never had a PS four, you're going to get all those exclusives. You never got to play 
all in one place. Now, what the sad thing is, is I guarantee The Last of Us Part Two will eventually come to this deal, I'm sure, yes. at some point. But I know a lot of people that shelled out that were Xbox players but bought PS4 Pros just to play The Last of Us. And it's kind of, this is like, oh man, got them twice. But you kind of figured Sony would have came up with something to compete with Microsoft's Game Pass. But it, like you said, this isn't as good of a deal. Um, but it is, I think, a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, these are great games. Persona 5 is a 90-hour game. You're getting that shit for free. Well, not for yeah, free, but blood, you, know, blood, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're getting it with, with PlayStation Plus. That's did they say? Did they say what? Because the, right now you pay what sixty dollars for a year for PlayStation Plus. Did they say what the pricing is going to go up to? I d- they didn't. They didn't. And no. I'm sure you get. I'm sure you get. You can go two tier. You can either have PlayStation Plus like it is now, and then PlayStation Plus Collection. I'm sure it's an additional probably nine ninety nine a month right. or something like that. I would assume. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty crazy. That for a hundred dollars more than the Series S, you get the full PlayStation Five experience just without a disc drive. I think that's a huge move for Sony to lower the price of that digital edition. At that price, the console is a steal. Yeah, let's let's delve into this conference a little bit. It was definitely one of the better. I thought it was a little bit better than the original announcement of the PS5 that we did a live stream for um, just because of the, the gameplay footage that we got to see from some of these games. Uh, we'll start off with the price. Kevin, five ninety nine, or excuse me, four ninety nine for the disk drive version and three ninety nine for the diskless version. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about these prices? I think they're exactly where they need to be. I think that they couldn't go any lower for the disc edition uh, or really any higher than 500, uh, 500. And I think, uh, I think the $400 price for the, or 399 for the digital edition is right in the ballpark. Uh, I think, I think they nailed it with the price and I think it's going to give Xbox a run for their money. Um, because if I'm go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that if you're trying to decide between getting a Series S and getting uh, a digital edition PlayStation 5, you're getting a lot more power for only 100 bucks. You're getting the full console. You're not getting, um, you know, you're not getting a, a, a less powerful next gen console, right? You're getting the full skew. You're getting the full power. And I think, I think that's really, really wise of Sony because they could have just said, oh, it's 50 bucks less. You know, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They said it's a full hundred bucks off. That's that's big, big news. And and I think Sony should be commended for the price point on that console. I'm gonna tell you they shouldn't be. You know who should be commended for that price point? Xbox? Microsoft Microsoft. I guarantee I dude, the, the original PS3 was six hundred dollars. The PS4 was four hundred. You know, the original Xbox One was $500. I really think Sony, just given the history of how they like to overprice some of their, not overprice, but try to match, because all consoles are always being, every generation a console has been sold at a loss, right? You are getting more power in the box than actually what the components that are inside it, they cost way more, right? Like a PS5 probably should cost somewhere near near the eight eight to $900 range if they wanted to, to make a profit on all of the parts that are in it. 
So I think they wanted to go with 600, but because of the leak from Microsoft and then because the Series S is such a good deal at 299, I really think Microsoft is the reason why Sony put these prices on the way that they did. Now, obviously, we're never going to know that. You know, they're probably going to be uh, they'll come out and Jim Ryan will just say, yeah, that's that's what it was going to be from the beginning. And I'm like, eh, I just don't I don't think so. I think they wanted to charge 600 and 549 for both of those things. I don't know about that. I don't. I think six. I think six hundred's too high. I don't think they would go back to the PS3 era meme. I, I don't think they'd want to be memed out that way. And, and like I said, well, you know, we'll never know that. But I do think it was definitely there was some competitiveness behind the answer for those things because of uh, Microsoft. And Microsoft may have wanted to charge more, but they were holding out for Sony because if maybe that was the price that Microsoft originally wanted was what they announced. But if Sony would have announced higher. Microsoft probably would have went a little bit higher, but still less than Sony. So I, I think the leaks kind of whoever leaked that Xbox Series S announcement, whoever originally leaked that to give us the price. Thank you, because there are the reasons we're able to to get this information. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, you know, they it's going to be competitive. And I think uh, I think there are going to be a lot of Xbox flying off the shelves. And I, I know there are going to be a lot of PlayStation 5s just by, from how the pre-orders have gone. Um, flying off the shelves as well. So we'll, we'll go um, ahead and go into that story real quick. Yeah, let's do uh, it. This comes to you via, uh, via. Wait, where'd my story go? I lost it. Sorry, stand by. Stand by. Uh, this comes via Stephanie Nunley at bg247.com. Sony PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We'll release more consoles for pre-orders over the next few days. This was an official announcement from PlayStation. Sony has admitted that pre-orders for PS5 could have gone a lot smoother. In a tweet issued today by the company, Sony apologized and said it will it will release PS5 consoles for pre-order over the next several days. Pre-order uh, stock for the console has been selling out all over the place since the availability to the drop the cash early went live. Amazon has sent out notices to customers that they may not receive their console on launch day due to high demand. They kicked off pre-orders were originally supposed to start on September 17th, but many uh, pre-orders went on sale right after the conference was over. They weren't supposed to do this. Kevin actually was able to be one of the ones that went into GameStop and got his pre-ordered in person. I happened to be out of town at work on a transfer after the conference and I wasn't able to make it to a store in time. And by the time I got off of work at 7 p.m., every GameStop in town was already sold out. Yeah. Well, and so, it's, so it's very unfair and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's bullshit. And honestly, I'm I'm very lucky that I was home and I was just so happened to be checking Twitter because I saw that they went live at Walmart and of course within two minutes I saw the tweet, clicked on it, they were all sold out. I was like, God damn it. And it was Wario sixty four. If you're not following that guy, go follow him on Twitter. Um That's what I was fixing a plug to. Just yeah. go fucking follow him. Just do it. Do it. Yeah, no. it's uh, his his Twitter is Wario sixty four. It's just uh, at Wario sixty four. Um, if you don't know who this guy is, and I think it's a collection. I think it's like a bunch of people that run this Twitter account. But basically, uh, they they all always have just given like a uh, heads up on where you can get the best deals for anything video game related, like uh, video games, uh, 
consoles, things like that. He's always posting, uh, like for instance, right now he's got up um, Spyro Reignited, Reignited Trilogy is 1999 on Steam. He does things like that. Uh, but his pin tweet at the moment is PS5 games and accessories pre-orders. And I'm just going to go ahead and click on the Walmart link and see if it even has anything available. And... Uh, da, 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 da. Nothing, but now it does yep. have a uh, yeah. You can order pre-order the controller, the camera, headset, and remote, but not the PS5. Yeah. So when I so basically it was um, the conference started at four uh, Eastern Standard Time, and pre-orders I heard were going live right around five o'clock when it ended, and I was getting. What was it? I was on Twitter and I saw a picture of a guy who had a receipt from GameStop. And he was like, GameStop's taking in-person orders. I have one less than two miles from my house. I immediately got in my car, went over there, was the first person in line. And but within five minutes of me getting in line and getting my PS5, there was a line out the door of people. Jesus Christ. Um, so I ordered the I pre-ordered the PlayStation 5 digital edition and an extra controller. Uh, so that is what I pre-ordered. I'm very lucky that I got a hold of it. I'm excited about it. Um, but it was complete garbage how all of this went down. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if Sony, uh, if the higher-ups at Sony spoke with the higher-ups at GameStop and gave them a good ash chewing because they're the ones that started this. Uh, GameStop, because they were doing it right after the thing ended, the conference ended, um, they weren't supposed to do that they were supposed to wait till the next day and they didn't. And I think that's kind of what screwed this whole thing. Um, Sony has came out and said that there will be more PS fives available at launch than PS fours. I bought my PS four launch day in person. I didn't reserve it. I just went to Walmart and I found one and I bought it. So if that's the case, I mean, I I'm fairly, even though I don't have a pre-order yet, I'm pretty certain I'll still get, be able to get one launch day. Apparently, there are more PS. There are going to be more PS5s in the wild than there were PS4s off the bat. So uh, it's pretty safe to assume that you'll be able to get one. But yeah. uh, you know, check the websites and and do all the things. But uh, I mean, you you do live in a more rural ish area, um, so with less people, so it's possible that you'll be able to get your hands on one for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I, I will be able to so even even if worst case scenario, I, I have to get it like a week later from Amazon or something. But I, 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 I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, every store when the way pre-orders works is I think every GameStop was allotted 20 pre-orders and that's it. Yes. And then once those were gone, that doesn't mean that that store is not going to get more than 20 PS5s. That's just what they were allowed to pre-order at that one time. Right. And so they ran out of those. And so just, just if you're listening, just keep checking, keep calling your local GameStop, keep trying to, uh, uh, or Walmart or wherever you want to purchase this thing from. Uh, eventually there'll be more before the thing launches. I, I don't think anybody that truly wants one is going to have a problem getting one. I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. So, all right. Well, next what is story. Next, Kevin, is about the where to pre-order Xbox Series X and Series S consoles. Xbox Series X and Series S pre-orders go live September 22nd at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
and 8 a.m. BST in the UK, according to Microsoft. Knowing the time and date makes things much easier to plan for, unlike the surprise PS5 pre-order drops were experienced, we experienced. The downside is that we could see even more server problems at major retailers, but hopefully they've learned from the PS5 situation. If you're looking to pre-order one of the Xbox in the UK, click here. So this is on IGN. This is written by Seth Macy. So if you want to go check that link out. Everything you need to know about the pre-orders at a glance. Uh, the release date is November 10th for the consoles. Of course, the prices we just went over. And the pre-order date, again, is September 22nd. So you can go everywhere. Microsoft, Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, Newegg, and other participating retailers. Um, so hopefully, everybody, if you want to get an Xbox, um, you know how, when to get them. I will tell you, though, that by giving a specific time, they will probably sell out within a minute or two um the pre-orders without a doubt um so be there refresh and hope and pray to god that you've got it if you've got a girlfriend or, or a friend you get two computers going have your girlfriend on gamestop and best buy <laughs> and you on you know walmart and amazon and see if one of you can get it i mean that's gonna probably be the best way and the only way to do it so um uh, good luck let the console hunger games commence um yeah and uh yeah so it's now uh, i want to add on this story here uh one of my local uh at my local GameStop, one of them we have five in in town but uh one of the retailers he said to check back with him the moment that they open on september 22nd when the xbox pre-orders go live he he firmly believes he's a manager and he believes that they he's like i can't give official information but it sounds like we're going to be getting more pre-orders for the PS5 at the same time the Xbox uh, Series X pre-orders go live. So uh, if you missed out on your PS5, it might be a good idea to run down to GameStop as soon as they open just to see if you can get that PS5 pre-order too at the same time. Yes, and I, I highly recommend buying another controller with some of these consoles because if you remember PS4 era, uh, controllers are really hard to come by uh, for quite a <laughs> long time. Uh, so if you have the chance to get an extra controller... Um, uh, buy one uh, just in case you want to play with your friends or whatever or your first controller breaks you never know right you never know mm -hmm. um, so you know I suggest that and also if you go order in person uh, I had to specify that I wanted the digital version because at, at first he's just signed me up for the regular PlayStation um, with the with the disk drive and I was like oh no, no 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 I was like can I have the digital version so make sure you clarify there are we're, we'll get into it a little bit later. The demand between uh, the two consoles, but just just specify and make sure you don't get uh, don't get boned by having one, and then you go try to get the other one, and you know just just do your due diligence. Make sure you're on top of it, and it, it's exciting. So you know, I know emotions get high. I was lit. I was so excited when I got that pre order. Uh, I was just off the wall, um, <laughs> and I texted Joseph as soon as as soon as I got it. I was walking out the store. I sent a picture. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you're free, but GameStop's got pre-orders live in person right now. I so I was I was at I was at a, a a regional hospital in Texas waiting for a baby to be delivered so I could transport it back to our city, and it was I was just very upset. <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt like, I felt bad, but I had to let you know. I didn't know if you were right working now. or. <laughs> 
God damn oh that kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Next news story comes via IGN at Adam Bankhurst. PS5 retailers appear to have fewer digital editions for pre-order. Uh, according to various reports, retailers appear to have fewer PS5 digital edition consoles than the standard. $100 more expensive uh, PS5 with a disk drive. Uh, Ars Tech. Technica was able to confirm that initial pre-order allocations for nine game supplications across the U.S. discovering that roughly 24% of the stock available at these locations was taken up by the digital edition, with the remaining 76 being the standard edition. Uh, so basically what they're saying is, is are there less digital versions in the wild? And if you think about it, it makes sense. I think a majority of the PS5s that are going to be sold are going to be the di- disc versions. Uh, people s- still, like, I think digital only is a very small majority of gamers. I know me and you pretty much don't buy discs anymore. Yeah. I'm going to buy the disc version just purely because I have a 4K TV now. You know, my 4K TV only has one 4K HDMI output. Um, if you're listening and you have a 4K TV, most TVs only have one 4K output. So my PS five is going to be kept in the living room and we're going to have the, that hooked up for Blu-rays as well. So that's why I'm getting the disc version. Uh, if it wasn't yeah. for that, I'd get the digital, but I really do feel like the, you know, it makes sense because that I think Sony knows that yes, we are heading towards a more digital, all digital age um, as far as gaming goes. But I think right now the majority are still buying disc. And when you buy a disc, the game's really not even on there. You're just paying for a disc that helps download it from the cloud to get uh, to unlock that license to play that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I debated it, um, but for $100 more, if I use the disc drive 10 times, was it worth it? I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not a big Blu-ray guy. It, yeah. That was the big thing. If I was going to if I was gonna buy and, and have Blu-rays on hand, I would have gone for it, but I haven't bought a Blu-ray in forever. And yes, part of that is that I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I, I stream just about all of my movies and yeah. content. And I, I was just uh, the extra hundred bucks right now. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, in in uh, quarantine and, and un- unemployed at the moment, so I couldn't drop that extra that extra hunch on uh, on uh, the PlayStation. So I think the digital version is going to be is going to be perfect for me. And I'm right there with you. If it wasn't for my wife, I'd be getting the digital version. But she watches a ton of Blu-ray movies still. So, and we have a ton it's of a Blu-ray movies. So I, I, I have to get it because if I don't, my wife will yell at me. And honestly, it's probably better to if you if you have the cash to get it. Why not? Like, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's, and it's because, not hurt because you. and I also, like I said, I mean, yes, majority of the games that I play on PS4 Pro right now are digital games, but I do have a ton of games that I still like. Like, I have all the Souls games on disc, so <laughs> PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with PS4. I, I'm probably going to want to go back and play Dark Souls 3 someday, so I, I sure. want to have be able to put, put that disc in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So all uh, right kevin what is right. next this is this is a little bit of uh <laughs> this is a little bit of and eh, news in my opinion sony so this comes from adam bankhurst via ign he write, just writes everything sony has revealed that the estimated file sizes for playstation 5's marvel spider-man miles morales and demon souls could take up to 20 percent of your <laughs> playstation 5's ssd Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Launch Edition will require at least 50 gigabytes, while the Ultimate 
will need at least 105 gigabits of space and also includes a remastered version of 2018's Marvel Spider-Man. Demon's Souls, which is a remake of a 2009 PlayStation 3 game, will need 66 gigabytes of space. Um, if you were to purchase both Marvel Spider-Man and Demon's Souls digitally, you will need 171 gigabytes of storage. That's the ultimate edition of Spider-Man. Uh, excuse me. Um, so that's a decent amount. It's a good chunk. It's important to yeah, know, especially yeah, yeah. those who want to go all digital with the PS5, the launch consoles have 825 gigabytes free. So these games, assuming the sizes don't change, will take up 20% of the SSD by themselves. Which, I mean, because of Call of Duty and everything else that's going on right now, we already knew that, you know, you know, we know game sizes are going to be worth people that are having trouble uh, understanding that, like, you're you're probably going to only have at any one time on these new consoles, probably only having like four games installed at a time. That's pretty standard now. Yeah. You know? So after updates and things like that. So I, I it, 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 yeah, this sucks. This is kind of the same problem that we've had this generation to uh, games get prettier and more impressive. So do their file sizes. So it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a kind of the times that we live in, but it's something we have to deal with. Um, I did want to talk about Kevin. We did. I did forget uh, while, while we're kind of on the PlayStation thing. What did you think of some of these new games that were announced? I thought they looked really great. Uh, I'm really excited about Harry Potter. Uh, I know J.K. Oh, Rowling's not really God. The it looks best. good. She's not in the best of of lights and a lot of circles and whatever. But man, that game looks incredible. I'm very very it, excited to play that game. If you had to tell me, I had to stand in line to let J.K. Rowling fart in my face to to play this game. I'd let her do it twice because <laughs> this game looks fucking phenomenal <laughs> like i could not believe how good this looked when they showed like the courtyard and that that thing where they were going to the forbidden forest i'm a big harry potter fan i've read all the books i have not i've only seen two of the movies uh but i've read all the books and just to be able to go in and create an rpg that takes place like in the 1800s like i think it's just gonna be fucking fantastic i can't wait i can't either i'm i yeah i'm extra that's that's that was my biggest highlight from the entire press conference uh was that because man it it just it looks like it's gonna slap my biggest impression from that conference was demon souls i I was curious of how the gameplay was gonna look all we had before this was a teaser trailer and then when i saw the gameplay and the movements my jaw just kind of hit the floor it didn't even look like a fucking souls game but it, it, it looked like it looked like somebody was trying to make a a uh a tribute to the souls games, which I guess kind of is because blue point is developing this, you know, it's, it's published by Bandai Namco, but, but FromSoft is not working. I'm sure they had people in there. I'm sure uh, Miyazaki went in to give his two cents on how things should go. Uh, but, Oh my God, this game is beautiful. And like seeing that and how good miles Morales looked and the new call of duty, I'm like blown away by how good gaming looks now like it used to be two sticks bouncing a bunch of fucking ball across the screen and yeah. look where we're at today like i'm yeah. just i'm floored man i cannot wait to play these games um and we'll talk more about the uh playstation 5 and the xbox series x and the games and the things that are going to come forward but god if those games look that good imagine how good cyberpunk's going to look 
I can't. I, I and honestly, in some of these games, they're they're being they're cross gen, right? They're going to be on PlayStation Four as well, so they are being throttled a bit. There's they still don't look and run probably as well as they could because they're having to think backwards as well, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm upset about. We talked about this a little bit. We texted about it, and and I'm not. I really don't like that. I'm I'm investing money in a new console and a new console generation. I want to play a fucking game that is from the ground up designed for this console with the specific power in mind. That's what I want. I, 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 and it, it bugs me that it's not that way with some of these games. It really does bug me. Um, I'm still excited to play them and I still think they look amazing, but the fact that but, they're being throttled a bit is just it's it's disappointing for me. Like I I pre-ordered the I pre-ordered, you know, we're all on top of it. We know what's going on. We're excited for this next generation of games. And I just I I want an experience like when Uncharted 4 came out, you know, it wasn't that long after the PlayStation launched, PlayStation 4, and that shit was not backwards compatible. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have to worry about putting that thing on PS3. And they didn't want well, to. What, they wanted they wanted to saying. develop a, a beautiful game. There are there are certain games, right, that are gonna be they have to do backwards compatible, but they did, Kevin, they did have games like GTA and the last of us. And these games that were developed for a previous console generation that were on both systems, uh, infamous. So I, and this happens they there was games that were co-developed for PS3 and PS2. And it's just the, these things happen. Once we get two years in, man, just a year or so in it, it, it'll all even out. We're going to have these consoles for the next, at least six years, probably. And it, trust me, they're only going to get better looking. Oh, and I know that. I'm just, I, I want it now. You know, I'm just impatient. I want it. I want it fucking now. I want it now. Give it to me. <laughs> All right. Um, last news story is breaking today. And this is a big one. Um, yeah. So if you thought Microsoft was killing it already, you know, the, 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 the consoles are going to be cheaper. Um, Games Pass, the ability to pay your console out. Everything is looking great on the up and up, right? Well, all of a sudden, Microsoft buys ZeniMax Media for $7.5 billion. That's with a capital billion dollars. That's $4 billion or $3 billion more than what Disney bought Star Wars for. This is insane. That They paid a lot of money for it, but... Uh, Xbox now owns the rights to all Bethesda publishing. Uh, this comes via Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Xbox has announced that it plans to acquire Zenimax Media and with it Bethesda Softworks creators and publishers of The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Quake, Starfield, and more. Announced by head of Xbox Phil Spencer in an Xbox Wire post today, Microsoft will acquire Zenimax Media for $7.5 billion. That's three times the $2.5 billion it paid for Mojang and the Minecraft uh, IP in 2014. And the formal purchase is expected to be closed in, closed in the second half of 2021. The deal includes Zenimax Media as a whole, Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Zenimax Online, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. In a blog post, Bethesda SVP of Global Marketing, Pete Hines said, we're still working on the same games we were yesterday, made by the same studios we've worked for with for years, and those games will be published by us. The move, Hines explains, is because Microsoft access to resources that will make us better publisher and develop, developer, aka a lot of fucking money that Microsoft can throw at Bethesda now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's unclear whether Bethesda will still be part considered part of or separate to the existing Xbox Game Studios fold. IGN asked Bethesda for clarification on that and that it is in development games, including Starfield, intended platforms, and a time exclusivity for Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, but was told there would be no comment. Now, that's where that ends. There has been an update to this. I'm going to go ahead and read that real quick and we'll talk about it. Uh, this comes via Joe Scrubbles again. Uh, Microsoft Bethesda Dilemma. Will Elder Scrolls Fallout and Doom go Xbox exclusive? <clears throat> Let me catch my breath here. After seeing the news that Microsoft plans to acquire ZeniMax and Bethesda Softworks for $7.5 billion, the first question uttered by most, well, after what the fuck, was, wait, is the Elder Scrolls 6 an Xbox exclusive now? Officially, that's a firm no comment from Bethesda right now. Right now, while Xbox uh, head of studio Phil Spencer told Bloomberg that Bethesda games would appear on non-Xbox consoles on a case-by-case basis. Behind the scenes, it might present that the sternest test of head of Xbox Phil Spencer's philosophy of openness so far. Um, so that article ends. And then I also had a tweet today uh, from uh, that uh, came out not too long ago from Phil Spencer that he does plan to honor the exclusivity, the timed exclusivity of Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Deathloop being developed by Arcane, the studio behind uh, Dishonored. And then uh, Ghostwire T- Tokyo is Tango Softworks. That's uh, uh, I forget his name, the developer of Resident Evil. He made uh, The Evil Within. Uh, which is also uh, I don't remember, uh, but anyway, um, uh, that's so. Those are still going to be PlayStation exclusive for a time being. I mean, it, it says just exclusive, but you know they'll come to Xbox eventually, especially yeah, now I think owning it's, that. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, what do you make of this? I think that it's a very interesting move on Xbox. Xbox's part. Uh, I don't, I mean, if you think Elder Scrolls 6 and the new Fallout isn't coming to PlayStation, you're fucking insane. Um, no, yeah, it'll, it will be. They're, they're, most of those titles are going to be uh, cross-platform, and they'll probably be day and date the same release, I think. Um, you're not going to want to cut out, especially with Phil Spencer keeps saying that, you know, oh, we're all, you know, everything's great. We love Sony, you know, all this stuff where we're good friends and, you know, hope everyone does well and ba ba ba. So, yeah, it. Um, it's an interesting move. I don't know if Bethesda is really the studio I would go after. Um, because I think a lot of their engines need work, I think. Uh, obviously, you know, Fallout and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls, they, they, there's a level of, of jank there that they need to get fixed. But hopefully Microsoft gives them the, the tools they need to fix that stuff. And if they do, it's huge. It's huge, 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 huge. Um, but I, I I like the move. I think Xbox making is making a really good move here. I think they're going to end up making a lot of money. Uh, and I think that's obviously the only thing that truly matters in the business world. I think this is going to be good for Bethesda. I think they're going to have more resources. I think they're going to be able to develop games that are going to run better and look better on Xbox than they do on PlayStation. And I think that I think this is exciting for Bethesda more than it's exciting for Xbox. Does that make any sense? Uh, it does. Um, I completely and a hundred, you know, one hundred ten percent disagree with you. We 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 agree with each other ninety percent of the time, so it's good to disagree with each other sometimes. Um, I think this is huge. This is phenomenally huge. Um, 
I think this is a perfect move. I've always thought that Xbox or excuse me, uh, Bethesda games always ran better on Xbox hardware. Uh, Skyrim, you know, even Morrowind when it was on the original Xbox didn't run that bad. Uh, Skyrim, uh, the Elder Scrolls uh, four, um, which was a help me out. Was uh, uh, what was the name of the Elder Scrolls Four? The one before Skyrim. Oh God, I don't even remember. <sighs> My brain is just not. Skyrim working was today, kind of but... the first. Was kind of the first Elder Scrolls game that I really played. But they they all ran better on Xbox than they did on PlayStation. Uh, Fallout Three ran better on Xbox than did on PS Three. Uh, New Vegas. So I, I think they've always kind of been. Every time I've played a Bethesda game that like as far as like the core like right right like elder scrolls and fallout i i think of that as a microsoft anyway because i either play it on xbox or pc i've never right. played a bethesda game on uh ps4 other than you know tango's game the evil within i played that i've played dishonored on uh playstation and those games run fine but yes there is a level of jank there but i think uh Man, I, th- I think this is the perfect studio for Xbox. Um, they have, you know, they already own Obsidian, which, you know, you could honestly have where Obsidian could start making Fallout games. And that leaves, frees up Bethesda to just stick to Elder Scrolls and the two just help each other. And and I think that's just a phenomenal uh, deal all around. You could, the, the, the original creator of Fallout works for Obsidian now, um, who helped develop a, uh, the outer worlds um so to give him back his own ip i think would be even cooler uh i don't know if that'll happen i don't know if todd will be willing to let that go because for all intents and purposes yes microsoft now owns bethesda but that doesn't mean that they're allowed to do whatever they want with fallout right Right, Bethesda still holds that ip um but i i think this is great for them like you know i i i I totally agree with what you said of though about um people are crazy if they don't think elder scrolls 6 and starfield and um the next fallout whenever the fuck they start working on that is going to come to ps5 it will um but you're gonna have to pay 70 bucks on ps5 for that game on Xbox, you'll get it for Games Pass. I guarantee it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. So I, I think it's huge. Like Games Pass just got mu- that much more better. Um, they Their studios get that much more better. This is huge for Microsoft. And it's a step. It's just another step that they've been making over the last two months in the right direction. Um, I, I, I think that the sky's the limit. I, I wish I long for the day that Sony and Microsoft just put their differences aside and develop a console together so we don't have to worry about this game anymore yeah me and you don't care we're probably gonna end up owning both consoles yeah so console wars don't exist to us uh but i know i've got a guy that i work with who is straight up xbox and he gives me shit all the time because for some reason he thinks i'm just some sony pony and i'm not like he he'll he tags me and everything that xbox does and it'd be like playstation's trash and i'm like dude i like xbox too i like a lot of (laughs) things that they're doing they just made some really bad mistakes over the past year years yeah and uh i think they're making some right great moves and and this is one of them and uh we'll talk more about this in the topic of the show because uh topic of the show is going to be all about sony and microsoft and 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 our thoughts moving forward with that do you have anything else on this purchase kevin not really i'm i'm excited for it i think it's i think it's i think it's a really big move and i think it's a bold move and i think it's hopefully going to be a a a profitable one for xbox uh Mm -hmm. you know we 
every console does better when video games are doing better. And I think this this move makes video games better. And I I am all for that. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I'm excited to see what Phil Spencer says about the acquisition down the line and, and how we look at this, you know, when we're doing this podcast in three years, right? And and the games are starting to come out. And we're starting to see them. What, how are they different or how they're the same or or how they're better? I want to see that. So I'm very, very excited. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to delve into that uh, that main topic. For sure, for sure. So we'll, we'll go ahead and that'll be the end of the news. Okay, so moving on to our main topic of today's podcast. Kevin, we know the price of the Xbox Series X. We know the price of the PS5. We know what's going to be in these machines. We know the release date. Personally, you know, two weeks ago, I was talking about the NVIDIA graphics cards and how I'm going to buy a PS5 and build a PC. That is no longer the case, my friend. I have took a different turn, and I think I'm going to buy the PS5 at launch and then purchase an Xbox Series X either later this year or sometime first quarter next year. I think I'm going to... I already obviously have pre-ordered the PS5, the digital edition, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the Series S and I'm going to use Xbox as like my Xbox exclusive uh, machine slash Game Pass machine. So if there are games that I don't want to necessarily pay full price for on PS5 or if they're free over there, I will play them over there, I think. Um, I don't... I, I, it, I mean, if my financial position changes and I, and I find myself... Uh, a little bit more liquid, um, then I will most likely grab a Series X because I, I obviously do want to play uh, the games on the highest fidelity and and everything else. But I, I think right now, come January, February, uh, I will most likely be grabbing the Series S because to be completely honest, I mean, it, it's a fantastic machine. It, it's a great device and I think it's going to be perfect for what i'm going to use it for right i'm going to excuse me use it to play halo i'm going to use it to play all of the bethesda games and everything else that comes to game pass that i want to play so i think i think that's going to be the play i think i think i'm going to do that now why are you going to go with the x over the s so my stepson's birthday here is in two weeks and then my birthday is in three weeks and for his birthday uh he's already going to be getting a uh xbox series s uh it it may either be for his birthday we may hold off for christmas but uh he's getting the series s because uh you know he doesn't have a 4k tv um we gave him our old tv that was in my bedroom once we bought the new tv we put the tv that was in the living room into our bedroom and he got ours so he doesn't have a 4k tv and i kind of explained to him he's 10 he's about to be 11 and i said i told him i said peyton you know for what you have this is going to be, I, I had to, he kind of was like, oh, but it's $200 cheaper into a kid's mind. That means shittier. You right, know? That means, yeah, you're getting the poop end. <laughs> but I had to explain to him, that's just for 4k. And so you, you're not going to see the benefits of that on your TV screen. Now, eventually we may get him a 4k TV someday. Sure. Uh, he, he's really into gaming on his monitor. He has my old PlayStation hooked up to his monitor. Oh, nice. Like streamers. He likes streamers and he wants to do that type of thing. And, and, so we may eventually get him like a 1440p monitor that he can hook his Series S up to. But myself, I think, you know, I got the 4K TV for the PS5. If I have the 4K TV, I might as well get the Series X. 
is right. my kind of where I'm at with it. And because I was going to, you know, shell out fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars, build a new PC, but because of trying to get into nursing school and all these other things and building a PC at the same time is just not financially intelligent. Uh, and you could argue neither is buying two consoles, <laughs> but well, uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it, and this is, this is kind of my argument with the, with the price point of the consoles, which goes to, you know, which one do you want to buy? What do you want to do? And, and all this. And I, I, th- I think it's relevant to say that for the amount of hours that you get out of these machines, uh, a $500 price point is, is nothing. Uh, you know, no, it, it really, it really is. And I mean, like to someone that's like an average gamer, yeah, I could understand where buying two $500 machines is not uh, fiscally responsible. But to someone like me and you, we're enthusiasts. We do a podcast about video games. I want to be able to, if I'm going to play Xbox games, just just personally, I I want to play it at the best way. I want the best experience possible. Sure, yeah. Um, and PC has spoiled me. So if, if I'm not building a new PC, I want the next closest thing. Right. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I, I, so as far as the PC thing goes for me, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a PC that is good enough to stream, uh, to like console stream, not necessarily a game on, maybe something that I could upgrade later. Uh, but what I think I'm going to do is just get a good dedicated streaming PC so I can hook up um, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox and the PS4 and, and be able to kind of bounce around and, and and make sure that the stream is going to be a solid quality and it's a, it's a lower price point for uh something like that right and um i, I really want to be able to get game pass and i i want what comes to xbox i want to be able to play those games and i would love to be able to stream those games and enjoy them and talk about them here and and so i think i think the s is going to be where I land and and I think mainly because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a 4k monitor uh, like on my desk Uh, so I don't know that that 4k is going to be not it's not that it's not feasible it's just I don't know if I'm going to be able to utilize it the way I want to on some of these consoles I'm most likely going to be moving my PlayStation around it's going to be living on my desk sometimes it'll live in the living room most of the time because I want to play those games in 4k I've got a really nice TV I'd like to utilize it you know so I'll do that there but if I if I want to stream something or if I want, you know, that high frame rate, right. I'm going to probably have to jump over to my monitor. And I think, I think this brings up an interesting point as to this generation, right? The, the consoles have caught up, but the TVs are too expensive to enjoy the frames, right? They're not, they're not a whole lot of mm-hmm. 144 Hertz TVs out there that are in a, in a somewhat affordable price range. You got to pay a premium uh, for a set like that, at least eight, $900. Um, oh, for sure. So, like the, the, the 4K TV I just bought, um, I got kind of a deal on it. It was four four forty three uh, for a sixty five inch Vizio with a QLED screen. Um, wow, it's four four K, but it's it 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 supports one hundred and twenty hertz, but it's true true hertz is sixty. Right. So, I mean, yeah, for the price, it was a steal. It oh was my a great god, TV. that's a fucking st- massive steal! Congratulations. It, it, well, it's a two-year-old TV, and I think that's the reason why. Doesn't but matter. It's QLED. No, I mean, the technology and, and hasn't I, moved that far. No, and I I don't own a 4K TV. Period. So I felt like that was the perfect entry point to me. But I, from what you're saying, yeah, I mean, like like my monitor that I'm on right now, and and like I was talking, you know, I was talking about building a PC. I by no means have a bad PC. My graphics card's a GTX 1070, and I'm still able to enjoy 
you know, most games at ultra settings at 60 FPS uh, for the most part, with the exceptions like Red Dead and some of these higher graphically demanding games. Uh, but I know I by no means have a bad PC, but my monitor is a uh, 27 inch uh, 1440p 144 hertz monitor. And I God, I think I paid like six or eight hundred dollars for it yeah. for this for a 27 inch monitor yeah like the the technology is now here in the gaming consoles but in the television sets it's it's still kind of newer and yeah. more expensive and that's i mean the the big thing is going to be those refresh rates to me you can get a really nice 4k tv that's that's got a really decent display um you know for cheap but the the frame rate and the fps that you're you know they're saying hey you're going to be able to play this game at 4k 120 frames per second and i'm like jesus christ man i mean i i that you got that's a massive TV investment right there, and 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 not only that, I mean, it's a, it's even if you're getting a monitor, it's it's a pretty big investment, and mm-hmm. and if you want like quality, quality, and you got to pay top, 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 top dollar, and it, and it, you know, if you want that like seamless, you know, whatever it is, you got to get that Alienware monitor and and all that kind yeah. of crap, right? And and for me right now, I I can't swing that, so. You know, I'm I'm cool with a locked 60. I've said this. I said this earlier for single player games and things like that. But mm-hmm. when you start getting into these competitive shooters, I'm wondering if, which you see now on Warzone, right? You see these guys that are playing on 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 controller on their PCs. They're getting you know 200 frames per second, and they're just destroying kids, you know, because they're going mm-hmm. up against console players who quite literally are seeing less and, and less quickly than they are and less clear. So I'm wondering if that's going to start to affect more of the competitive scene uh, with these consoles and people like us who like to jump into multiplayer games and get involved and really, you know, own kids and do whatever we want to do. Uh, it's going to be, am I going to be switching that? Am I, I'm not going to play that on my TV, you know, I'm probably going to switch over to my monitor and it's like, okay, I got 144 hertz, but I'm, I, I'm not playing in 4k. I'm going to be playing maybe 440 or, or 1080, depending on, you know, what kind of monitor I go for. And it's, that is kind of my big question about these consoles. And that's why I think that the Series S is such a great uh, machine. Because, yes, it's going to have those high frame rates and you're going to be able to get that right that 1440p. And it's going to look nice. HDR, which is the big, mm-hmm. right? The HDR is the high dynamic resolution. So your 4K is, is, is one thing, but then the HDR, it enriches the colors. It brings out the boldness in the games. And, and, and that's what's going to slow your frame rate down when you're right. like, yes, going to 4K is going to take it down some. Uh, but when you have 4K and you uh, have HDR enabled in those consoles, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely losing uh, FPS. Um, so, yeah, it... it people are going to have to pick and choose what game they're playing at what resolution. And it's going to be different because there's going to be a lot of people that don't know how to adjust those settings because it's going to be a completely new world to them. Right. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, it's going to be a new world to me, right? I mean, all I know is performance or, or resolution mode, but it's, (laughs) you're going to be able to fine tune this bitch, you know? And and I I think that's going to be be really awesome. I'm going to be able to lock that thing in at 60 frames and it's going to be solid like glass, you know? And, and I'm really looking forward to that. And, uh, but I, I do, I do foresee, uh, a little bit of confusion with, uh, you know, with the TVs and what can I, how can I do this? Why does it look like this? There will be a lot of IGN articles walking people through how to do it. I, I just, I can foresee it now. Uh, and, uh, but it's not a bad problem to be in. It's a pretty good problem that you've got a really powerful console, uh, that for 500 bucks, 
if if these are good problems to have, right? Oh, I don't have, you know, th- these these consoles are going to look so good and I've got a great TV now, but you know, it's not top of the line and in order to to experience this, you know, at its full fidelity, I wish I had a QLED TV. You know, I, I my my mon- my TV is very nice, but I mean, as far as 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 depth of of color goes, your your monitor far or your TV far out far outweighs mine in that in that department. Um, and I, you know, I got a deal on my TV too. I paid around $500, you know, it's a TCL, it's a nice set. But, uh, and before that, when I was in New York city, I bought a Sony Bravia and that thing was really nice. It had really nice colors, but there was some input lag. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that was annoying when I was playing God of War. Sometimes it wasn't egregious, but I, it was noticeable. If I went and I played God of War on my monitor and I played on my TV, there was a difference. And, and even in game mode yep. on my, on my TV. Right. So, uh, with the TCL, uh, luckily, it's got a very fast uh, response uh, input lag or input rate, right? The response time is is near 20, 22, 23 milliseconds or something, which is which is great for me. That's perfect. For a, te- for a tele- television, that's pretty good. It's great, right? Um, yeah. So, and I say all of these things only because if you're listening to this and you're new to all of these things, right. And you just love playing games and that that's what, you know, right. And, and you're like, I want to play them at the best frame rate, the best, this, the best, that, uh, I'm letting you know that unless you've got a super high end TV, uh, that the, the 120 frames might be a stretch, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's the thing we, I, I, we're not trying to be condescending dicks. We just want to, kind of educate and inform the audience because sometimes people, you know, people, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, there's people that still don't know that you have to have a 4K HDMI cable, right? like not just a regular HDMI cable. And a lot of people don't know that their 4K TV only has one 4K output. There's tons of people that don't just don't know that. And I'm not claiming that you're ignorant or stupid, just you have to know these things going forward so you can get the best possible experience for your purchase. So you can get that bang for your buck. So you can experience uh, these machines and television sets the way that they're meant to. Right. Um, I'm like I said earlier, I was playing Assassin's Creed origins and I have HDR turned on on my PS4. I have the, you know, the 4k HDMI cable in the 4k output and, and my God, dude, like at night, just seeing this, the moon, like literally looks like I'm looking at the moon in the night sky because it's just so bright in my face, but the rest of the game is so dark. So those blacks really stand out the, 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 the lights really stand out. And, and that's what high dynamic range does. Um, but it's, it's going to be um, just, I can't wait to see these games running on, on this TV, but uh, so Kevin to try and get things, you know, a little bit back on track with, uh, you know, because we wanted we want to make this podcast all about PS5 and Xbox and we'll talk about PS5 here in a minute but we as a podcast have just kind of shit all over Microsoft for the last couple of months um but I would say the criticism is deserved don't wouldn't you I would yeah I, I think there are some major things that Xbox needed to change and I I think they're starting to make those changes I think they're starting to really listening to the players to the gamers to the people who are like hey man uh, you know we don't have any exclusives here we don't have anything to be jazzed about other than Halo and Gears and you know mm-hmm. and and both franchises are obviously very very good and and all of that but at the same time you're looking at the things that the moves that PlayStation's making and it's difficult to to, to compare, you know, because there's a lot more going on on the PlayStation side. But today, Microsoft bought Bethesda. And I, I think 
I think that's going to solve some, not all, of of their first party exclusive problems. Right. What do you think? Uh, th- yeah, that's and that's what I was kind of getting at. Is it's like I said earlier in the podcast. You know, over these last two months, after the fucked up Halo reveal, they really have been taking steps in the right direction. Um, I still don't think three four three is in a good state. I think if this game bombs or doesn't it gets delayed again i think 343 is in fear of getting shut down um and they'll give halo to one of their other studios um you know who might make a good halo game now that they own bethesda i could see id making an awesome halo game yeah i'm down with that and because they they know what first person shooters um halo has always traditionally their multiplayer has been more arena than kind of like that that precision combat that you know like Call of Duty and Rainbow Six and things like that. So it kind of fits the bill. And, you know, maybe that's what Microsoft is thinking. Maybe we need to get some of these studios to work on some of these games that our other studios just aren't doing so good at. So, yeah, I I think Microsoft is making the right moves now. And I've always been a fan of Microsoft. I mean, it's like I told you about that guy I work with earlier. I've always liked Microsoft. They just have not been making good decisions since the Xbox One first came out. It's been bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. There's been little bits and pieces here and there. But for the most part, I mean, when it all started with uh, when Microsoft came out and said Xbox One is online only and where it comes with this connect and you got to use it and it's got to connect to your TV. They were trying they were trying to do too many gimmicks and and not just doing. And then when the PlayStation 4 came out, Sony was just like games, 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 games. And they even came out on stage and talked shit. They were like, you know, what did what did Shuhei or not? I think it was Kaz Harai came out on stage and, and said something like along the lines of it plays your games and it doesn't have to be online. You know, yeah. you just play, <laughs> play your game. So, yeah, I think Microsoft has made bad moves, um, but I, I think Phil Spencer really, truly does care about his community and his player base and his engagement. I, I, I will say that I've always liked Phil Spencer. I've always thought ever since he took over uh, that he is, uh, he wants to do what's best for Xbox games as, as, a, as a company and as a, as a, uh, as a, as a studio. And he's, he's for Xbox and he's making a lot of, he's, he's writing the ship, you know, and games pass is, an unbelievable, unbelievable deal. And riff, riff for a minute. I'm going to look up every single game you can get on games pass right now. Go ahead and talk for a minute. Sure. Yeah. That's going to be a really long list. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Phil Spencer's doing the right thing and I think he wants to do the right thing uh, for gamers. And, and look, I mean, Sony doesn't have to do much as far as, you know, Xbox had to come out with Game Pass. They needed they needed a big reason why you're playing on Xbox because uh, in this current generation up until Game Pass, there was almost no reason uh, to play on Xbox because of uh, if you're basing it solely off of exclusives. If that's what you like the controller better, you like the interface better. That's all that's all really good, but I I can't quite wrap my head around, you know, why Sony would want to do something similar when they have pushed so many PS4 units. And that's why I think it's been interesting that they came out with their, the addition to their PlayStation plus 
subscription and saying, hey, you're going to be able to get these PS4 uh, exclusive games on your PlayStation five. And uh, it's only a list of like nine or 10 games, but it, it's it, they're significant games and they're really good first party uh, games. So it, I, I think we will see the culmination of this uh, probably in like two years. Right. I think you're going to see where people are spending their money. If they're investing in the Xbox ecosystem, because you can get so many games on game pass, or if they're saying yes, but you know, there still isn't enough over here to pull us away from not being able to play Spider-Man or not being able to play, uh, you know, The Last of Us 3 or or whatever that game might be that comes out, Ghosts of, of Tsushima 2 or God of War or, you know, one of those Sony exclusive games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I we won't see the full return of this until we start seeing numbers, right? And seeing what message is working better. And and in all honesty, I, I, I feel like Xbox is winning this this conversation at the moment. I think they're winning gamers over. I think they're winning casuals over. I I think they are. I think so too. I think a hundred percent. I think Sony, everybody knows what Sony has. They have, they have the, the exclusives, right? But at the same time, that's only going to get you so far. And when, when a company is doing what they're doing and not, not just games pass, uh, but real quick, I'll just go over some of the notable games that are on Xbox game pass right now. Um, you have, and some of these have already left. Um, this article is a little bit old. And that's the thing too, like Xbox Games Pass, they're paying for a, a license. And once, you know, say they had like Metal Gear Solid 5, I think that left Games Pass in July. And it, once that license is, and it doesn't mean they won't ever come back, but they're not always going to be there. And that's the caveat to this, but they're paying these developers to let them have these games on their service. And so just to have them in general, it's, it's still a great deal. So I'll just kind of go over. So you had uh, Ace Combat 7, Alan Wake, Alien Isolation, Ark, um, ban- all the Banjo-Kazooies, uh, Bard's Tale Remastered, all the Bard's Tales, Batman Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, uh, Battletoads, Blair Witch, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, Crackdown 3, Darksiders, Darksiders 3, DayZ, Dead by Daylight, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Devil May Cry 5, that just that game is brand new, Dirt 4, Dirt 2.0, Fable 2, Fable Anniversary, Fable 3, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3, uh, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 15, Frostpunk, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4, Gears of War, all the gears, Golf with Your Friends, all the Halos, Halo Reach, Halo Wars, all the Killer Instincts, all the Kingdom Hearts, all the Lego Star Wars games, all the Mass Effects, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Metro 23, and Metro Last Light, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Monster Hunter World, which is, you know, that's Capcom's best-selling game ever. ever uh, yeah. Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat X, NBA 2K20, No Man's Sky, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wist, Outer Wilds, Overcooked, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Resident Evil Seven, Red Dead Redemption Two, Rage Two, Sea of Thieves, Sniper Elite Four, State of Decay Two, Streets of Rage, The Elder Scrolls Online, The Outer Worlds, 
South Park, The Stick of Truth, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, all the Walking Dead Telltale games. Warhammer, Wasteland, Wasteland 2, Wasteland 3. Wasteland 3 just came out. World War Z, We Happy Few. And, and there's tons more. These are just the games that really kind of stood out. And like, that's that I just named over probably $2,000 worth of video games. Yeah, easy. So it's 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 an insane bang for your buck. It's in, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. If you're a frugal gamer or or a casual or you just are starting to get into video games, why the fuck wouldn't you buy an Xbox? And and yeah, absolutely. And you know, I grew up dirt poor. I was super poor growing up um, on both sides of my family, on my mom and my dad's side, and and I always had what I needed. Um, but there were, there were nights, you know, I remember I've ate popcorn going to bed one night because that's all we had in the house at the time. And, and so the fact that there's this thing for games pass and, you know, if you're eating popcorn before you go to bed at night, you probably don't need to be buying video game consoles, period. But uh, that's, I'm just getting it. They're making it accessible, right? Because right. games pass allows you to get these amount of games for, I think, you know, I think it's going up to $12 eventually. Um, Netflix costs more than that. And then, you know, uh, the, the installment plan on both of these consoles, 24 bucks a month gets you an Xbox Series S. $35 a month gets you an Xbox Series X. That's insane that they're doing that's, that. It's, that's, that's a night out. That's, that's like a night out to eat. Yeah. And it's like, this is helping... I'm so proud of the accessibility that they're do- doing. Um, I know you're not a big fan of her, uh, but Alana Pierce tweeted earlier uh, about, what did she say? Where is this at? Uh, she sta- stated, um, Bethesda games launching on Games Pass is huge. Just think of how low-income families who can't afford new releases or the disabled gamers who may not know if they can even play something until they've tried it, which os- often costs someone $60. It's such a win for accessibility. And it is. It is. And not just that, but like getting to pay out a console and, and, you know, Microsoft did the thing earlier. Uh, what was it last year, or the year before where they had the, the special controller for people with special needs, like yes. they are doing so much. And, and if you don't own either one of these consoles, get a fucking Xbox, just do it. Like, I don't give a shit how good those exclusives are. They, they may end up coming to Xbox someday. They're already coming to PC, so who knows? But And, and maybe shell out, save up for a PS5. But I think if you don't own either one of these systems, Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S is the way to go right off the bat. I completely agree with you. I, I, it's a huge win for accessibility and, and, and for uh, gamers who have uh, special needs whether it's eyesight or or whatever i i worked for um a company in new york and i was run by two blind brothers uh and they love playing video games but they were legally blind and um you know they had to have the text really big and and you know when they played games they had to be very close to the screen and you know this was mm-hmm. something that that they you know they found out i like video games they talked to me about it and and i i i uh, pick their brains a little bit on accessibility and they said a big thing for them is text uh you know obviously they need to be able to see text it's really difficult to see text and and different you know whatever you know they 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 deserve to be able to play games just as much as anybody else and and xbox is the console to to do that because Mm -hmm. you are able to try out these games and and there is a very low entry point and 
That's it's pretty incredible. It is abs- it's pretty incredible to be able to say that you are the more accessible console and 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 the entry the the price of entry is is small honestly it is uh for for something like this the investment is small $35 a month is a night out to eat i can drop that at the bar by myself uh you know in in 2 hours um mm-hmm. so that's that's something that should be commended uh big time uh for xbox i think yeah it, it's it's like the the thing is is the Xbox is just doing what I think they feel is best for the consumer. Now you may sit here as a video game player being like, well, Sony's giving me all these fucking cool games and they are, they are, but Sony, I'm sorry. They've been fueled by greed since PlayStation one. You know, the, 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 the fact that this PlayStation plus collection, I mean, yeah, it's cool for those that didn't uh, own a PS4 maybe and missed out on a lot of these games. I think that's who that really speaks to. Uh, but that's not for me and you. We have all those games. We've played all those games that are coming to that. I'm not going to pay an extra. Ins- I mean, maybe down the long run, if it ends up being more morphing towards kind of what Xbox Games Pass is doing, but I guarantee it won't be as good. There's no way. And it'll be, it'll, I guarantee you that PS Plus collection is probably going to be even more expensive than Games Pass. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the pricing is for all of that. I'm, I mean, I'm probably going to get it because I haven't played Days Gone and I haven't played mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there are a couple point. games I haven't played and Persona Five. Um, I, I own the disc to that and I have the discless I version. Need, of I need the to, PS5. I need to play that too. So yeah, and it's a, it's a low entry point and it's on the PS Five, and so there are definitely games on there that I, I want to play or and or replay on the PlayStation Five. See how they're, see how they run. See, you know, I'm sure if The Last of Us could get like 200 frames per second or some shit like that, that'd be really cool. But I mean, you know, it, it's there. Sony is trying and and they do have the hand up, uh, leg up on exclusives. I mean. God, I can't wait to get my hands on on God of War and and you know uh, and and Ratchet and Clank and all of the other Spider Man, Miles Morales. They, I mean, they've got some big hitting games and and the reason that they can be a little bit more greedy and say, well, we don't need to do Game Pass is because I think the quality and product speaks for itself, and and there is something to be said about that. There is oh, something to be sure. said about about the quality that Sony has been providing to us for years now since the start of since really the end of the ps3 era they have been knocking it out of the park with first parties you just they're not gonna suck yeah i i completely agree with you it it, they have been doing that and their games are fucking good they're fun to play they work they run well there's a reason why i i think the best analogy i can come up with with sony and microsoft is sony is like a really, really fucking fancy restaurant where everything is nice. The service is going to be great. The The waiter knows his shit. He doesn't have to write it, his menu down. He And, you know, you get the, the four-course meal, and but it's small portions, but it's really, really expensive, but it was really fucking good. One of the best restaurants you've ever ate at in your entire life. Microsoft is like that badass barbecue joint that you get ice-cold beer at and there you've never had a bad time there that's that's how i view them both i i, agree. I mean sense. no it makes sense it makes sense for sure and i i, I think that that's a, a pretty good analogy i i think that you know in all in all it just it depends on what you like and i'm gonna mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna say that. I mean, if if I had all the money in the world, obviously I'm I'm getting both consoles. But I mean, if you held a gun to my head and said, "What console should I get?" and you're and you're an enthusiast like like we are, I would say grab the PlayStation. Um, yeah, I, I think the Xbox Series X. You know, like I've said before, the specifications it is a tad bit more powerful. But because of the way third party games are developed you're not going to see a difference between those two consoles running side by side at all. There may, there may be bits of like maybe Assassin's Creed Valhalla runs at 59 frames per second where it runs at 55 on a PS five. Right. But it's going to be negligible. And, but yeah, if, if, if gun to my head, I'm still going to pick PlayStation because of those exclusives. Yeah, I, I am. I am too. I mean, I'm more excited about God of war than I am about halo. Uh, I'm more excited about Ratchet and Clank than I am about. I'm trying to think of another Xbox exclusive. Uh, it's kind of hard to think of one, and and that's my point, right? Is that I think yeah. there is a little bit more to be excited about uh, as far as first party games go on the PlayStation side. There, there just is. So, uh, you know, I it's tough. I mean, you got to play, you got to play. I have a friend literally texting me right now asking if he should buy the Xbox series X or the PS five. Literally. I had a text message pop up on my screen, uh, from my friend, Alec cast, which I'll tell him to listen to this podcast. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I shot him a quick text. And I said, I mean, what, I don't know. What do you want to play? You know, mm-hmm. I said PS five and he's like, well, I'm interested in halo. Okay. Well then get the Xbox. If yeah, you're a halo I- guy, get the Xbox. Yeah, I had another uh, coworker who's wanting to get more into gaming and he messaged me and he was like, uh, you know, he was like, what do, what, what do I, what do I need to play? And, or what, which one should I get? And I, I said, okay, well, what do you like to play? And he told me he loves Call of Duty and he loves all these other things. Um, but I, I was like, do you own a 4k TV? And he was like, no. And so I kind of went down this little rabbit hole list and I was like, Xbox series S that's where you need to go. Um, I'm a PlayStation guy for the most part, but I do like both of them. And it's just because of what you said, like we're PlayStation guys because we don't just like the third party stuff. We don't just like the online competitive shooters. Yes, we're good at those. We like playing those, but man, nothing beats a good single player third party action adventure game to either one of us. And that's right. That's, that's all of Sony's fucking library. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I it's, it's tough, man. Hey, play where you want to play. That's what we always say. But I mean, right now there's money involved and there's, you know, Christmas is coming up and birthdays are coming up and it's the holiday season and, you know, there's COVID going on and, and there's a lot going on in the world right now. And, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think you can go wrong with either console. I really don't. I don't think there's a clear answer. And I think that's kind of what we're, what we're getting at, right? It's that there's, it depends on what you're looking for, right? And and I think both consoles are going to offer immense value at their price. So you can't really make a wrong choice. No, no, not a, not at all. And I, you know, as far as Xbox goes, the the proof is going to be in the pudding in the future. I think you're making a investment in the short term. Um, you're making a good investment because of all the deals, but. The Bethesda thing just happened. We need to see more of what they can offer in the long run. They're still going to have these problems, right? Halo still seems like it's in a bad, bad way. Uh, other than Gears of War, which we haven't seen anything about Gear 6. And so they don't have that first party banger. Uh, Bethesda, 
even with the new deal, everything that's said is it's going to be up to Pete Hines and they're publishing what they allow the, uh, what they allow to be a Microsoft exclusive, right? Uh, Phil Spencer even said Bethesda exclusive titles are going to be on a case by case basis. Which means so. every big title is going to be coming to PlayStation because they're not going to be able to miss out on that ecosystem. They're just not. You're not going to see. You're not going to see Fallout not coming to PlayStation. You're just not going to see it. I I, I don't no. I don't believe that. I I it's a t- it would not be a good business move for Xbox. Mm-mm. No. It and so like it's it's it remains to be seen. I think they're making all the right moves. I think owning Obsidian and Bethesda is great for them. Uh, but Bethesda still owns, you know, they still have whatever they want to happen to Fallout and Elder Scrolls is in their court. Uh, if, if people are really excited all over Twitter, I've seen today about Obsidian on the possibility of making Fallout New Vegas too. People need to remember Bethesda and Obsidian are not on good terms with each other. And, you know, go watch the no clip documentary over Bethesda. They're not happy with the way uh, Fallout New Vegas was received because a people liked it more than any Fallout game they've made. And B, uh, they. There were things that happened during the development cycle that I kind of think caused some bad eggs in the in, in the Bethesda camp. So. If you think Obsidian is just going to develop Fallout New Vegas 2 now. I mean, I, I could see that happening, but as far as like Elder Scrolls being console exclusive to Xbox, no. No chance in hell because Bethesda still wants to make money. They want that on as many platforms as possible. So that's why it's going to be on PS5. And I think you're starting to see that echoed with how Xbox is is advertising and how they're trying to be buddy buddy with Sony and you know talking about how they'd love their games to be everywhere right so the proof is in the pudding and and they're dropping hints all over the place um so i i, I think i think you can see it you know some people say it's clear clear as mud right but i think this is a lot clearer than that right i i don't think it's i don't think it's murky at all i think i think you see what's going to go on here pretty clearly yeah, I, 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 the the thing that Microsoft has going for them, like we said, is just this accessibility, the price point, and and where they go forward, it, it still remains to be seen. I think I still stand by that stance, though. If you don't own either one of the, if you don't own a PS4 or Xbox, and you don't know which one to get, or maybe you're kind of stuck in between, maybe you don't game that much, uh, Xbox, go Xbox because of Games Pass alone sells it to you um so i i think they're doing all the right things moving forward it's just going to be can they continue this train it's been a slow build where where sony just kind of hits you like a roller coaster Uh, but but xbox is climbing getting ready for that drop and so we'll we'll see what they do but i'm really happy with what xbox is doing yeah me too me too so now what about sony kevin on sony's side we got these great this this showcase so the sony did during that showcase what they are known for which is putting on a fucking show and you know they came out and the first thing they show is final fantasy 16 and they're like oh it's running on a pc and then they come out and they say everything else moving forward is on a ps5 and i i thought that was a good thing to to kind of just throw that out there and, and have that energy going forward through the rest of the show 
my question to you, can exclusivities and these, these badass PS5 PlayStation exclusives, can that maintain a longevity for an entire generation again? Yes, I, I, I believe so. I, I believe that gamers at the end of the day care about exclusive games. I, I think they care about quality. I really do. Um, and I think it can carry PlayStation far. And I think you're going to see, obviously, a lot more Xboxes sell this generation than last generation. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely think that it can carry Sony 100%. The games speak for themselves. Yeah. And, and, and you know, God of War may go to PC one day. You know, Horizon, it took Horizon three years to come to PC. I do think you're going to see The Last of Us eventually on a PC. Uh, but it's it'll be so far removed from its release date that it won't fucking matter. Right? Like who gives a shit? I wish bloodborne would come to PC. Cause I'd love to play that at a better frame rate. Um, maybe it'll get re released on PS five. I don't know, but it, it doesn't matter as far as like these timed exclusivities or maybe them coming out and saying, Oh, this is exclusive. This is our first party studio. And then all of a sudden four years later, God of war is on PC. Well, who gives a shit? You, right. you played that game. It's four years old. We're fixing to play the second one. I guarantee you God of war two or God of War Ragnarok, whatever the fuck they want to call it, which by the way, why the fuck? I hate when companies do that. Don't show me a game until you're ready to show me a game. I, I get the hype, but there was enough in that, that, that showcase that there was enough hype there. They didn't need Ragnarok in. Cause you know, what made me really mad when the snow kind of came in. I was like, Oh my God, is this shadow Moses? Is this the metal <laughs> gear remake? And then it was God of War. And I was like, we already know it's getting fucking made. I know it is. I don't need to see a teaser. You know, Corey Barlog's already came out and said it was going to be called Ragnarok. The the last game let us know that it was going to take place. Then I just, I just always have a problem with companies like blowing their load a little bit too early. But with that being yeah. said, it, it, it's, it's going to come out, but it's not coming to PC day one, right? It, it'll code God of war. Well, God of war will probably release on PC when the next God of war comes out for PS five. You know what I mean? Right. And it's yeah, going to be no, that far away. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, th- you're right. A hundred percent. And I think that we, if, if Sony wants to bring all the games to PC, which I think is very smart, they should do it. And I mm-hmm. think they should do it, you know, almost a few months after, maybe not, maybe not years, but a few months, you know? So yeah, I, I, to answer your question again, I think exclusives I still, I still matter. Think years. Do you? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can see them changing their tune and releasing it shortly after being like, well, we have to make sure we were fine. We want to make sure the best experience is on PlayStation and everything's solid, but we're working on the PC port and it'll be coming to you in a few months. The reason why I think it needs to be spaced out is a, you want as many PS fives out in the wild as possible. You want as much of an opportunity for people to buy that game on the console that they bought from you already. Right. And then once you have enough of them out in the wild, then you're like, okay, whatever it's on PC now. And those same people, there's people that will double dip. Maybe, maybe, but here's the thing, man, it may not be as you might be right. You might be onto something because the difference in, graphical fidelity is going to be more negligible on a PC to a PS five than a PC to a PS four is. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, like 
Horizon Zero Dawn runs, even though it's got bugs and stuff, it runs phenomenally better on my PC than it does on a PS4 Pro. And so, but a PS5, God of War on a PS5 is not going to run much different on a PC. Maybe you might get 4K 120 frames or something like that, right? But the, the, the difference in naked eye, so maybe going that far away from the initial release is a bad idea now in this gener- this new coming generation. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying now. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be probably a couple of months, but you definitely don't want to release it until you have given the opportunity for everybody to buy that on your platform. I agree. Yeah, I think that's the smartest business move. Do you see... Are there... Are there games that are out right now that could sell one of these consoles? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man sells consoles. And I think Halo sells consoles. We saw it. We saw the numbers spike after after Spider-Man came out. And people want this Miles Morales. They want they want this game. That's It's crazy. It's not even a full game. I mean, you're getting like a 10 to 15 hour, which people could argue that is a full game. But it's not. And you're getting the quote unquote remastered and I'm like, it's not fucking remastered. They just upped the resolution, which is why I had got an argument on a guy with the internet today that they announced, you know, Spider-Man for the PS4 will be coming with miles Morales. If you buy the ultimate edition, right. But your saves won't transfer. And I'm like, why the fuck won't the saves transfer? And the guy was like, well, it's a remaster remaster is different. And I'm like, it's not remastered. They upscaled the resolution and made the frame rate better. That's not a remaster. I'm sorry, PS4 to PS5 is of a game that came out then. That's not really a remaster, is it? I don't, I mean, I don't know. It depends, it depends on how much it changed. Depends on the game, the, right? The thing with me is the the whole, with the whole save thing, it's like if you buy Skyrim on your PlayStation 3, your save doesn't go to your PlayStation 4. I know. You know, you got to start that over. And and like, and that's the thing is like, it would be awesome if it did, because I would probably get the plat easy. I'm very close uh, to it on PS4. But, you know, it is a little disappointing that I have to start the whole game over. I mean, but I guess it's not. Play. It's a good game, but it's like there's, there's crossplay, though. You know what I mean? Like, or not crossplay, but a, a, a backwards compatibility. If if that game, I'm if I buy the disc drive version of the PS4 or the PS5, my from everything I've understood, my copy of Spider-Man on disc is going to work right out the gate. Why the fuck can't I transfer saves over? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Or maybe you can transfer saves from that to the PS4 version, but can't transfer to the PS5. I, I, I still don't get that's that. That's probably that what it is. That's probably what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a technical thing. I don't know. But I, what I'm getting at is like, is there because of how close these are going to be? You know, you're probably going to start seeing uh, probably around Christmas time a Cyberpunk PS5 bundle. Yes, hundred percent. Do you think, and you may even see a cyberpunk P, uh, Xbox bundle too. I don't know. Um, can, can third party games sell these consoles? Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. Cause I think there's going to be a call of duty bundle for sure. They always come out with all kinds of ridiculous bundles around the holiday season. Right. Cause you know, Johnny wants a little, he wants Call of Duty mom on PlayStation 5 and she sees it all bundled in one. She goes, great, boom, there you go. So it, it makes it easier for parents. I mean, when I was training at Best Buy, they were like, push the bundles, man. They're like, the bundles sell like crazy, you know, because mm-hmm. parents don't know what what, are, what games to go with it. And you're like, oh, well, this this comes with two games, 
you know, and here's here describe the games and they'll buy it. And guess what? They do. They they <laughs> buy them. They buy them like yeah. crazy because uh, grandma doesn't understand what a fucking PlayStation 5 is or an Xbox Series S or Series X. She has no idea. Hmm. So you have to tell them what to buy. And it's very easy for someone to say, buy this bundle, because and first of all, it's great sales for the company. And they can go back and say to PlayStation, look, these bundles sold like crazy and we sold them. You know, Best Buy sold them. Look at us. Send us more. That's what they want. With what we talked about, you, you kind of mentioned something just now that makes me think that this is going to be a fucking problem this holiday season because of grandma's not knowing what the fuck any of this shit is. And what we talked about earlier, how stupid Microsoft were in naming these consoles. You know it's going to fucking happen. Someone's getting an Xbox One X for Christmas, and that's not what the fuck they wanted. <laughs> Hundred percent. Oh my god, it's going to happen all the time, and Microsoft's going to be they're they're going to be treading water because it's going to happen a lot, and yeah, people are going to be pissed about it. Because you might if 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 Meemaw goes to GameStop, GameStop employees with with how bad GameStop is, but their GameStop employees are usually pretty good at being like, "Are you sure this is, this is not the new one?" I can see a GameStop employee doing that, but Joe Blow, who's just there making eleven seventy five an hour at Walmart ain't going to give a fuck to tell your grandma what and what not to buy because a, I don't work in fucking electronics. I'm supposed to be unloading the milk right now, but I just happen to be walking by because that's how Walmart <laughs> works. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's, that's this is going to be a problem. There's going to be a lot of Xbox one S and X being mistakenly sold as series X and series S. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Do you think Microsoft will do anything to rectify that? Can they, if that's sold at like a target or a Walmart, is there anything Microsoft can flat out do? There's probably a return policy that that target, they're going to refer them to target. They're going to say it's targets problem. Honestly, the way they could fix it, because I, I I think you're right. I think it's going to happen a lot. And the thing I could see them saying is like, if you did this, we will honor that price point. And then you're going to run into the problem. At that point, people are going to be purposefully buying Xbox One S's and Series S's when they hear about that. Right. And so you have to find that middle ground. They they they, they have to announce it after the holidays, after people have done bought everything and uh, not let anybody in on that. But I could see that being a problem too. Yeah, it's problematic. And I, I don't think Xbox thought it through at all. Mm-mm. No, I don't. I don't know who the fuck thought that was a good idea to name those. Uh, I saw something funny earlier. Uh, Colin Moriarty tweeted: Bethesda should allow, or Microsoft should allow, only one game to come to PS5 from Bethesda, and it's Skyrim, and that's it. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, we'll give you. Uh, we'll give you this. I was wondering if how truly nice Sony and Microsoft really are, how close friends they really are, because. You know, we we've saw Deathloop and uh, what is it, Ghostwire Tokyo? They're still honoring the PS5 exclusivity deal. Wouldn't it be some shit if they were like, "Yeah, we let y'all have those exclusives, but you ain't getting ESO six or uh, Elder Scrolls six. Right? God, could you imagine? <sighs> Honestly, not really. I I really think everything that's coming to Xbox from these Bethesda studios are coming to PlayStation. I think so too. And I was kind of talking to our friend Matt earlier today about that. And and I was like, I just don't think Microsoft has the balls to do that, to say you're not getting, ex- they, they totally could. 
right? They could if they truly wanted to. Now, I know that clause states it's up to Bethesda, but Bethesda and Microsoft, they're they're in really good terms before Microsoft paid them $7.5 billion, right? (laughs) So they're they're already on good terms. And it's not like they paid ZeniMax, the, the, the shareholders and the CEOs and everybody at ZeniMax and Bethesda Softworks and Bethesda Game Studios. It's not like they just quit. They got the check and they quit. They might, but they're still there. So they were already friends before. It's oh, a yeah, they were shaking hands and yeah. laughing and, you know, having I, I fun. And they Todd Howard and pipelines sucking Phil's dick on that Xbox One X. It's the most powerful console we've ever seen. And da 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 da. And like you were thinking the Xbox One X was going to be like the Series X. And it's really not that great. It's, yeah. it's way overpriced for what it is. Um, but I, I wouldn't that be some shit? I want them to do that. I really, really want Microsoft to do that. I would fucking love if they came out and said Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield are Xbox Series X exclusive. Not for a year, exclusive. That would be wild. I'd fucking love it. I would fucking love it. Because... Yes, I do prefer PlayStation over Microsoft. I've always felt that way, but I do like both. I just love, I would love to see all these people that just are Sony only, the Sony, quote unquote, Sony ponies. I would just love to see them cry. It would be fucking hilarious. Oh, the internet would be, would, would just oh, it'd break. break. It would break, you know, and, and I just, but I really don't think Microsoft has the balls to do that because of, because of the fuck ups they've had since the Xbox one. They it would put them on bad terms with a lot of different gamers because once you do that, you kind of alienate um, a community to not buy your system. And if they want to play Elder Scrolls, yeah, they'll buy it. But but you're you're kind of like pigeonholing yourself to being like, okay, well, fine, but I can play demon souls and god of war over here you don't get that and that that's these are the things that fuel console wars and phil spencer and like jim ryan they don't want console wars they could give a fuck they just want you spending your money on their platform right and i think microsoft's at the point where they just want you spending money on a microsoft product whether it's a game or a console so i i I don't know yeah i think i think microsoft the only way I see it happening is if Microsoft goes gangbusters and sells outsells PlayStation and they say, okay, well we've got the big dick now, you know, mm-hmm. and we can say that you can't get any of these games. It's possible. I don't see it happening, but it's possible. I'm going to pose a question to you um, because of the Bethesda deal. Do you see Sony purchasing a studio? And if you, it, another studio, like they don't have a fuck enough, but a major third party triple a studio who would it be or who would you want it to be and would it happen oh man i'm gonna go ahead and say i don't think it's gonna happen um but uh, if it did happen and it obviously can't be bethesda oh shit i don't know I'm like, what what game would I love to see on PlayStation designed for the PlayStation uh, that's not Bungie? Bungie. Bungie, really? Yep. I, I, would, I would love would for Bungie to leave, I would love to for leave Bungie. Microsoft and go to yeah. PlayStation. 
what a story, right? Not only mm-hmm. for the story and the juice, but like Destiny's great. And if you could have Sony's resources and they can help f- help you f- fund the game that you want to make, and and they're you know they they let you have creative freedom. Oh, Bungie would just they oh they'd be. Yeah, Bungie, you know, went independent after they left Activision and everything like that, and they're publicly owned or publicly owned and traded now. But it, it, if they did, you know, it's not like Sony would be like Activision, right? They would give Bungie a lot of rope. You would have to. They fucking designed Halo, like it, you know what I mean. Like you have you have to let them do their thing, and I think Sony would be really good at doing that. Bungie, that's my answer. What about you? So. My heart wants to say Konami. I've said this for years. I wish Sony would buy Konami so I could get my Metal Gears and my Castlevanias again. But you know it would break the fucking internet if Sony bought Take-Two Interactive and owned all of 2K, all of Rockstar. Like, could you fucking imagine? That would be wild. Like... GTA 6 is exclusive to PS5. Every Mafia game is now exclusive. All the NBA 2Ks, the new NFL 2Ks that are getting made, that's all exclusive. That would fucking, like, Phil Spencer would just go shoot himself in a closet. He's like, I fucking tried. And it's like, yeah, okay, you bought you bought Bethesda. Congratulations, the dog gets stuck in the floor. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That that's would be the, the, that would be the, about- that would, that would, that would end like as much Microsoft could do whatever the fuck they wanted after that. But if, if, if Sony got take two, that would just, that would literally end everything I or think Activision. Bit, yeah. I, I think it's a little bit funny that everyone's so hot on this Bethesda deal because until today, Bethesda was not in the good <laughs> graces of gamers. Everyone no. has a very short memory. They mm-hmm. fall out. Se- I'm just going to say fallout 76. Okay. And hey, where's my the- duffel bag? It's just my duffel, like all that stuff, right? They're not uh, they're not in the best of, of graces right now. Yes, Doom is incredible. Doom, I think, is, is, and I said this to you, I think it's the most important acquisition that they acquired. I think Doom is huge. I think that game yeah, is phenomenal. It, it, I think, I I think, think I, that I, developer itself, id, is huge for Microsoft. Yes. I, I The other ones, the jury's out. We'll see. If they can fix the jank and they can improve things and... And and be better. I think it's great. If not, I think it's going to be another meme. Yeah, I I think uh, I I think the Tango uh, software deal with uh, um, uh, the Evil Within, you know, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and things like that. I I think acquiring that and having a mind such as Shinji Mikami, that was who I was trying to remember earlier. Uh, he created Resident Evil. Um, to have a mind like that working for them. That's he's, he's just kind of, he's, he's a, he's a Hideo Kojima Miyazaki type, right? He's KJ Inafune. He's, he's one of the, he's regarded as one of the best video game developers of all time. So they definitely got a great mind in him over there. Uh, But yeah, I, I think the whole Bethesda thing, people need to calm the brakes a little bit because the last two Bethesda showcases at E3 were fucking terrible. Um, they they announced Elder Scrolls Six way too fucking early. That game is still. I guarantee you, we will not see a gameplay t- demo trailer for Elder Scrolls Six for at least five more years. I'm Probably. calling it out. That that game is fucking far off, and Starfield maybe three years. So, and then you know Fallout Six probably isn't even in 
storyboard development yet. So, yes, I love Bethesda games. I've always loved Bethesda games. Yes, they're janky, but they're always fun as fuck for the most part. But the last two Fallout games, 76 and 4, we're not good. The last good Fallout 70, the Fallout, last good Fallout game was the company you already own, which is Obsidian. Right. And, you know, if you've played through Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds, you, you could argue, is a better game than Fallout 4. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's big. And I'm kind of, I was really hyped earlier in the podcast, but now saying the things that you said, I'm kind of where it's like, man, it's big, but they really need to, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing Bethesda game studios is coming out with in the near future. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're that, the, the big thing is- about this is the id, the tango, the arcane getting those studios is big for them. But I Bethesda agree. game studios, you're not going to see shit. It's going to be probably into the damn console generation before Elder Scrolls six comes out. Right. That's why I'm like, okay, everybody. Okay. Right. Like this is huge. I know it's big news. It's a big acquisition. It's a lot of money. And there are some great games here, but there are also some duds and there are also games that we're not going to see for another five years. So pump the brakes. It's I, I, I applaud them for doing it and going out and making the move. It's huge. They've been bed, they've been in bed with each other for a very long time. You know, this is, this has probably been a long time coming, but don't forget do not forget that Bethesda has burned people and burned people recently. Yep. You're you, man, you are 110% correct, man. Cause fallout 76 is terrible. Like I said, I have a really decent PC and it runs like shit on my PC. I can't even imagine what it'd run like on a fucking Xbox one S that can only do 720 P or 900 P or whatever the fuck it's output is like they, they have fell from graces and it, it's almost like they, they needed this more than Microsoft needed them because at least it gives them more money to help make. If it fallout five or elder Scrolls six is in bad shape, which I, I don't, I like I've said, I've said this before on the podcast. I have very good faith on elder scrolls. I think elder Scrolls six is going to be an amazing game because that's their bread and butter. That's what they've always been good at. Right. If there, there is no, there is no bad elder scrolls game for the time period that those games came out. Every single elder scrolls game that's ever came out is at least a seven. And so, and most gamers would agree with me when saying that. So I'm not worried about elder scrolls that much, but they fucked up the last, you know, two fallouts. They've, I think they took the series in a wrong direction. I don't think it needed to have this online only. They, they fucked up when they didn't put in NPCs and quests. And I think it was, I think fallout 76 was a desperation move because of how poorly fallout four was received for the most part. It sold great. It did great. It made its money back times 10 because so many people were excited for that game. Hype sold that game, but what you got was very underwhelming for the most part. And it wasn't as good as fallout three and it damn sure wasn't as good as new Vegas. And I I think the, they Bethesda needed this. When I say Bethesda, I don't mean softworks. I mean, Bethesda game studios needed this acquisition more than anything. They're the winners of today. I agree. We, we could play devil's advocate here for a minute and say, Microsoft, paid way too much money for Zenimax. Yeah. 7.5 billion. Like I said earlier, that's 3.4 billion more than Disney paid for star Wars. The biggest IP on the planet. 
it's a little baffling to me. It, I, I, it's just a little baffling. I like nobody, yeah. nobody online is talking about that, that number 7.5 billion, 7.5 billion, 7.5 billion for what fallout 76, the evil within doom and dishonored. It's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope it works out. I think it will. But they've got not, to fix their game engine. They got to build. Yeah. One. They got to build one from the ground up for these new for these new consoles. They can't. They can't use it. They can't. I. I refuse. I refuse to play another game on that engine. I will not buy one. I won't fucking do it. And maybe that's a good thing that Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six are so far away. And I'm not saying like like we said, Doom, Wolfenstein. These games are great, but and and I think D- Dishonored One and Two are good, but, but I don't. I really don't think that that studio acquisition is worth $7.5 billion. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know how they figure out the numbers. I don't know any of that stuff. But to me, uh, Disney paid less for Star Wars. That's insane. Star Wars. Fucking Star Wars. And I know that was four years ago in inflation and blah, blah, blah. But her seven years. No, I guess nine years now. Nine years. and, And I get inflation and things like that. And it'd probably be worth more today. But it's still it, it's the it's the principle of the thing. It's like, man, I don't know if Sony would. I don't even know if you could. I, like that's that's something that you would pay for Take Two, right? If Take Two yes. sold, that's seven point five billion because you get all the G- GTA alone will make that money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think yeah, the I I think the quality of a publisher such as Zenimax. I'm not downplaying them. I love every game studio that Microsoft acquired today is a win in the long run. I think, I think they make great games. They just don't make $7.5 billion worth of games. Yeah, no, I agree. And maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe there's a couple games in the pipeline that have been in development. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they've got more of Starfield developed than we know. And it looks like a banger. Maybe, maybe, uh, id, is gonna help halo or something maybe there are these things that we don't know and i think the i that that to me is still the biggest i think they're the best studio at bethesda is id it is 100%. so good um 100%. i know we talk i know we talk about no clip all the time but go watch the doom documentary on no clip uh on youtube the story of id and and their ability to bounce back and have, we still retain a lot of the key people that made doom back in the day it's it's phenomenal and what they've done and hugo martin and that yes. the director of doom uh he's he's phenomenal and he's he's becoming a uh he's up there with like you know cory barlog now and 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 shinji and neil Druckmann. hugo martin is a, a phenomenal developer and todd howard so uh it it is that's the biggest win for microsoft is getting id and i think Agreed. i think I think future id games may actually end up being console exclusive. Maybe not Bethesda, but I wouldn't be surprised if like the next Dooms Xbox only. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that. And they and they yeah. should they should do that. Why not? Yeah, why not? So Kevin, um, do you have anything else on Microsoft? Anything else I you want to talk about? I don't think so. I don't think so. What about Sony? I mean, I think we've kind of covered it. I I, I think that. I think the important takeaways are is that both Microsoft and Sony are making gigantic moves. And I think 
I, I honestly think this console generation is going to be very close in terms of sales and and I'm really excited because only the best things happen out of good competition. And if Microsoft's mm-hmm. doing well, Sony's doing well. And if Sony's doing well, Microsoft's going to be doing well, which means yep. that we're going to we're going to reap the benefits. And that's what really matters. So that's, that's I'm I don't I don't mind a console war between them, but we're the winners here. You know what I mean? Yeah, fight it out. I, I'll play all your games. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I love video games. I'll play them all. Please, thank you. <laughs> One last question. What is that little boy in the corner that can never seem to the little fat kid in the corner that can't seem to keep up in the race? What does Nintendo do? Boy, they need a powerful console and fast. Yeah, I I need to come out and say we have a 4K console and it's going to basically be a PS4 Pro. That's what they need to say. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, there's rumors that there's an enhanced switch coming next year. If it's not as powerful as a at least a PS4, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think PS4 Pro. Uh, they're fucked. People are not gonna want to play when when people get the the fidelity and everything else that you're gonna get on these consoles. Nintendo's gonna fall far behind, and they won't fall far behind with kids. Kids don't care. But your average gamer, you know, I'm still going to play stuff on Nintendo because I want to play Zelda and Mario and things like that. But, man, I haven't dusted off my my switch in a while. No. And 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 if it's not up to that standard and that's that's still like if it fits as powerful as a PS4 Pro, that's still a generation behind. And my thing is, is like, yes, dude, I love Mario. I love Zelda. I want to see where the fuck is Metroid 4 that you teased two and a half years ago. but. Have you seen that fucking Harry Potter trailer, Nintendo? Why the fuck am I going to give a shit about your plumber going down a pipe when I can play something that looks like that? Yeah, I, it's a, it's so it's it's such a legitimate complaint, and you know I I almost feel bad for Nintendo because I they don't have I don't. the hardware and the technical prowess that I think some of these other companies have access to, and I think that they're just behind, and I think they're they think. They and and we've talked about this before, you know, gameplay is king, right? And, and people always say that. And and Nintendo games tend to have very good gameplay. However, there comes a point where people want a little bit more. They want mm-hmm. something to show off. They want something to be uh, up to date. And 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 gamers love tech. We love new things. We love power. We love all that stuff. And Nintendo's not delivering it. No, they have been behind Kevin since the Nintendo sixty four. This Nintendo yes. 64 came out in 1997, 96, 96. They have been behind for almost three decades. And so, yeah, I mean, great. Nintendo games are fun. I'm not going to knock them for that. And, you know, there's a reason why that I, but when you said you feel sorry for them, I don't whatsoever because they're so fucking out of touch with what video game players want that it's, it's absurd. Like the fact that the switch is still $300. The fact that used games at GameStop for a Nintendo switch are $60 is fucking absurd. 
because they they're well we're nintendo we can charge what we want well guess what man we're fucking moving into the you know we're almost play we're sitting here playing games in almost in the 22nd century not really but you know what i mean and and y'all are y'all are back here like it's the fucking 1800s as far as gaming goes they are just so out of touch with reality their games are way overpriced for the quality um i i i know we talk about all the time that video games are cheaper now than they've ever been but it's it's not pretty for Nintendo, and I, I the, the sad. How sad is that that we're like, yeah, it's got to be as good as last gen, <laughs> and that's the best hope we can have. That's the yeah. sad part is that because that's, you know that's what we got. Because you know it won't be any better. There's no way Nintendo's like, yeah, this new Switch is as good as a PS5 or an Xbox <laughs> Series S. It won't even be as good as a Series S. And you know what the sad thing is? It'll probably be more expensive than the Series S. <laughs> I gu- yeah, I guarantee the new switch is like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So you're pro- you're probably right. God damn it, Joseph! You're probably right. Like, think about it, man. Yeah. It's fucking Nintendo. They're gonna be like, oh, it comes with Mario Odyssey too, and it's three forty nine, three forty nine, and and it doesn't come with any extra Joy Cons. <laughs> oh, and by the way, your Joy Cons will break in the first day. Yep. They'll drift. Stop tasting the Joy Cons, people. Oh Remember that? God. That was yes. a thing. Apparently, they tasted bad for kids. Oh, Nintendo. Sony Fix does what shit, Nintendo don't. Yeah, that's uh, yep. So, well, guys, this has been the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode fifteen. We are sorry we missed you the last couple of weeks, but uh, we will try to be better. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, if you have any uh, comments or anything you want read on the air, you didn't agree with anything that we've said today, please feel free to write in at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter. That is at remote underscore gaming 20. Uh, please tell your friends, your family, your dog. Make more people listen to us. Kevin, plug the shit out of this show. Send us home. I am. I am. I, I've, I've been I've been plugging every, I mean, on Twitch, I've been plugging everywhere. Literally anybody that will listen to me, I'm like, hey, I've got a podcast where you listen to it. Yeah, if you if you were all listening right now, you need to help Kevin stop whoring himself out for this podcast. He is, Please. He's, out there in, he's out there in the streets doing yeah. God knows what to men over the age of 50. And it, it's just yeah. sad. I, it's I, a hard I pray life for honestly, his well-being. I mean, yeah, I move, you know, I, I live, you know, if you're from the area I am, I live somewhat close to uh, what's called the OBT or Orange Blossom Trail. And uh, me and the and the regular town prostitutes have been doing uh, some hard work out there. So, uh, yeah, lot, that's why we're wrapping it up right now is because it's uh, stressful. It's I about get time. For, yeah, Kev, Kevin's got to go to work. He's got to plug this podcast. He's got to make that money. Lady, lady of the night. Just uh, just tell him to stay away from your eyes. <laughs> Uh, send us home, Kev. I'm Kevin Corkum. I'm Joseph King, and this is we'll whatever the fuck time. this is. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>